Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Today, I've got Mr. Chuck Hutchinson from, uh, it's not Milan, it's uh, Stillfair, right? McCray? Uh, yeah, it's McCray, Telford County, yeah. McCray, Georgia. Uh, Mr. Chuck has been in the music business for an extremely long time his whole life. He's helping me out here. Uh, we're actually hopefully going to end up helping each other, but right now he's really putting in the legwork with me trying to get some of his equipment set up right. Uh, Mr. Chuck, won't you? You know, uh, you you got a lot of years in it, so you don't have to tell them every little thing, but why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, your past uh, to where they know who you are? Well, first of all, it's cool to be here, man. Uh, y'all buckle up, and I'll try to keep it short and sweet and to the point. Um, my name is Chuck Hutchison. I'm uh, originally from Soapin in Georgia, just up the road. Uh, moved to McCray in 86 when I was 14. Uh, I was born in 87. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, I got a baby face, and I've taken care of myself. I, I had no idea you were 48 years old. Yeah, well, you, you damn sure don't look at it. Good genes, and I uh, never partied too hard, and I uh, uh, always worked out on and off a little I'm bit. I'm screwed then. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I've, I've been lucky. I, I give, give God a little credit. I've uh, got some good genes, good family. They raised me right. I'll give them credit. And uh, anyway, uh I've worked out on and off too. I mean, I ain't no small fella. You can, oh, no, look, no, at, you, you can look at me and tell I'm about, about 270. Um, but uh, never did play football. Music was my thing. And uh, I, See, I wish I was an athlete growing up. I wish I loved everything that I learned from being an athlete, but I wish my parents would have, when they saw I was not going to be a professional athlete or ever get mm-hmm. paid, I wish they would have put an instrument in my hand and made me learn music. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of a knack for it. I, I wasn't like a savant or anything, obviously, but, uh, I mean, if, if I picked up an instrument, I could, in just a few minutes, I could make some decent notes out of it. And I could pick out little melodies on the piano, you know. And uh, so I kind of went that direction. When I, It's funny how I started playing. Um, my first instrument was trumpet. Trumpet? And trumpet. That was my I first instrument. I would not picture trumpet with your fixing answer. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm looking a little scruffy and hairy in my old age. I kind of I got this. <laughs> oh, you look like a rocker. I kind of got this uh, backer hippie Jesus thing going on, you know. And, I like it. But, uh, yeah, and the funny thing was, when uh, the reason I picked trumpet, when I was a kid, my grandparents used to watch Hee Haw every weekend, you know, on <laughs> Saturday nights, whenever it was. And uh, there was this trumpet player doing a, it was like a, a, a battle, a duel with a fiddle player. Mm-hmm. Fiddle player play fast, trumpet player just try to follow him, you know. And I don't remember who it was. It might have been Al Hurd or somebody like that. And uh, as a like a four or five year old kid, I'm like, I like that. So when it, <laughs> so when, when I got ten years old, fifth grade band rolled around, I'm like, I'm gonna play the trumpet. That's what I'm gonna do. And um, you know, my band director at the time, Stuart Stanley, uh, he was out of Dublin, Georgia. He was a, he was a crazy nut. Um, he uh, he said, No, nah, you need to play trombone. I'm like, No, nah, I'm gonna play trumpet. And uh, so I, uh, I ended up playing trumpet. I was real good at it. Sat first chair the whole time. Fifth, sixth, seventh grade band. Uh, as I got into high school, I actually ended up being our top district trumpet player for my last two years of high school. That's cool. And um, ended up going to Georgia Southern. Uh, but yeah, I started playing trumpet because of Hee Haw, of all things. <laughs> and was, at one time, I saw one trumpet player on Hee Haw, probably the only trumpet player ever been on Hee Haw. 
Yeah, but how did uh how did you once you got out of high school what what was kind of your music path after that? Well, I uh, I actually wanted to take a year off of, uh, and not go straight to college, but Dad's like, no, you need to go to college. You you probably get a job and start making money, not want to go to college. And Dad was real big on college, and uh, so I ended up going to Valdosta State, but I didn't like my advisor, so uh, I ended up pulling out out of Valdosta State, and I ended up going to Georgia Southern, which I enjoyed, had a better time, and learned a good bit. Oh, Valdosta uh, State ruined. Well, Valdosta ruined me. Uh, I'm okay. I actually liked Valdosta State. I just did not like my advisor at the time, and I won't say his name. He's probably he might even be dead now. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I just they had a good music department. I give them that, and I, there were some great people there. But I just didn't like my advisor, so I'm like, screw this. I'm going to Georgia Southern. <laughs> well, Georgia Southern, I, I I I stayed out of Statesboro somehow coming up. I, I don't know how. It was always Valdosta for me. I never really, I partied in Statesboro like two or three times, but I think I hurt so bad after I left Statesboro <laughs> those two or three times, I never wanted to go back. I, uh, Statesboro was great. I got there when they, right when they first started building the bypass. My first year there was uh, fall of 91 when I started. And uh, man, we, my, our apartments, I was stayed in Park Place. If some, I, I know everybody probably knows where that at. They, they old by now. <laughs> That's probably where, they, where all the ghetto folks stay now. <laughs> but uh, they were building that bypass right behind Park Place, this long stretch of apartments. And in the morning times when they were scraping that road to, to pave it, them big dump trucks come in at seven in the morning, let the, let the lift up, dump the dirt out. You know how dump trucks are mm-hmm. when, when they get it, they want to make sure all the dirt's out so they'll scoot forward and that tailgate will go, ka-bam, ka-bam, ka-bam. Seven in the morning. College students don't want to hear that crap, man. Uh, hell no, not being there. I but, promise you, my head would be pounding at seven in the morning most days. But I wasn't, I wasn't a big party animal. I mean, I, I did my music stuff pretty good, and I was, I was actually doing a lot of church music too with a couple, uh, a couple of different groups, and that's that helped me kind of grow as a performer because you're you're playing with different musicians, different settings, and. But every chance I got, I'd go down to Savannah and hit the blues clubs, open mic nights, and so, just. Oh, I didn't know you was into that. See, that's, oh, dude, yeah, that. I, Blues is my favorite genre of music. Uh, when I was probably 21, 22, uh, I went out with a group from high school. And it was a bunch of friends hadn't seen in a long time. And we were in downtown Macon. And it was where uh, everybody wanted to go to this dance club. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go with y'all. It's cool. I walked past this bar and they were playing <laughs> blues. It was this old black bar. And, uh, bluesy as it can be i mean the well, best music you ever heard was it grant's lounge no no i love grant's lounge yeah, yeah. it was it was something else it was 550 five, five, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what it was um it was open it was on the, one of the side streets it wasn't on cherry or on poplar it was on the side street so i think it was plus five whatever okay. it was but uh i heard the music was playing and uh, i told my friends there's probably about 20 of them and uh i was like i'll see y'all in a few minutes i'm gonna go check this place out I went in there, I sat down in the bar with this old black man, I talked to him for three hours, drinking mm-hmm. beer and whiskey, and I had a time in my life, I knew right then, like, I, I do not have to fit in a mold ever again, blues music mm-hmm. has saved me. I loved it, man, I, every chance I got, and, and I was a good enough horn player that I could actually hang with some of the good players in Savannah, so I, they would invite me to come sit in with them, uh, and I did a lot of gigs with Eric Culberson, I don't know if you know I, Eric. I don't know that name. When Eric was uh, younger... And had his trio, dude. He it was like a Stevie Ray Vaughan type trio. Oof. He could have he could have gone play. I don't know. To this day, I don't know why he didn't do more than he did. He just, I think he's one of these guys. He just liked his own little circuit. And I some people are just comfortable like that. Yeah. They they say George Jones was that way. I, I watched yeah. this documentary on him not long ago, 
And they say the reason why George was no-show Jones for so so many times hmm. is because he just didn't want to play in front of certain people. You know, I got a pretty good connection that through through his daughter, Georgette. What? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I've used her husband, Jamie. He, he's a great pedal steel player. On, I used him on uh, some tracks for Aaron Tanner. That I was you just might have about. just became a new best friend. Yeah. I would love to meet any of the Jones family. Yeah. Now, I haven't met them. I've talked to Jamie on uh, several times. I hadn't talked to Georgette yet. Okay. But... but Aaron's manager is Terry Richardson from Mount Vernon, Georgia. Terry is a Grand Ole Opry member. Ah. And so Terry is trying to, he's actually going to be trying to book Georgette down here for some shows. So this might be something we could kind of, you know, oh, talk, absolutely. talk to him about. But, yes, she, just tell me what it would, to get George, George yeah. Jones' daughter down here, Georgette. Nah, we'll do it. You know, the funny thing is, uh, for years she didn't want to really do any music. And Can it, you blame her? No, not written. No. When your I mean, dad's yeah. George Jones, that's yeah. like a, you ever heard. And of Tammy went in. I mean, good, oh yeah, good. I, I, I didn't realize. It, I didn't know if that was from that mm-hmm. marriage or not. Um, uh, yeah, I think she was the youngest. Yeah. Oh my God, she's that's, my she's my age. She's forty eight now. Damn, uh, that's like with Travis Tritt's daughter too. I think Travis Tritt's one of the most underrated musicians of all time. I think he's. He's one of my favorite country singers, anyway. You know but why? It, Probably it, why? Because he's so bluesy. Yeah, <laughs> Southern <laughs> rock and blues and half his stuff. And uh, his daughter is phenomenal. I saw a clip of her the other day. Phenomenal. And it's like, why is she not out there? But you got to live up to your daddy. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's about a bitch. That could be tough, yeah. Um, I, but knowing Terry like I do, who's close friends with him, Terry's one of these guys, he never made it big in music, but he was always big in radio, and he did tried his hand mm-hmm. at promotions. and So he knew all the old guys. I mean, he got he actually got married in the rhyming. My buddy, oh, my, my God. Buddy, my buddy Terry. And... Uh, and that was back right before Garth Brooks hit big. And at that time, Nashville was kind of in a low spell. I mean, you could walk down the main well, the street. Well, the 80s with country music was weird. Like, yeah. It, it was, there was there was a little bit right at the beginning and then right at the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it was weird. Uh, I remember those were my high school years. And, yeah. You know, I was, you know, 80s hair metal was just the thing, man. I, I hate mean, 80s hair metal. I went through, I mean, when you when you were in high school in the 80s, ladies, late, late 80s. You, you, I mean, it was just you couldn't get away from it, and it was it was amazing to see the the, the growth and and the explosion of it. It blew in, blew up, and blew out. I mean, yeah. there's no other way to Thank explain God. it. Thank God, you know. Uh, I mean, there was some good stuff. It's like I like good music. I don't care what genre it is. Yeah. But you know, I, I see kind of modern country, and I hate to get all negative, but it's like modern country. Oh, I hate modern it, country. It's following that same route. It's like okay, well, this is what's selling now. Let's do. Ten other things well, I, like it. You I think know? you're. I think you're right. I think Nashville at some point in time screwed up, and they was like, okay, this is what's putting it out there. So we're gonna neglect these other folks, Tyler Childers, Sturgill Simpson, folks like that. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Chris Stapleton and Jamie Johnson, I don't think we know who some of these folks are. Yeah. I, I I think that I think that they made it to where Nashville kind of looks away, or whatever. But the fact that like Sam Hunt and and whatever his name is Kane Brown and all of them are up on the charts the way they are it, it just don't it's, make sense it, it's it's a money thing it, you know it, Nashville has seen oh we if we throw a little pop in there we'll cater to this much larger genre and yeah. get more fans it's all about money I mean it, the music business it's always been kind of shady think, on one hand you know, oh, absolutely it is but I think uh, I've talked about it several times on this show I think the music takes a turn every 10-15 years or whatever I think we're at the very end of the pop phase of country, uh, how like the '90s had like the real influence of southern rock and blues and real up scoot boot scooting stuff. 
and then it turned poppy real quick like in the early 2000s i think we're coming out of it because of eric church and luke combs and folks like that's chris stapleton and folks that can actually sing and everything uh, um, my studio partner uh he was he's good friends with dallas uh, davison the songwriter yeah i know dallas and, and uh, i don't know know him one of my friends Work for Play It Again Records. I've been in the studio with them a couple times. But you know how Honky Tonk, but Donkey Tonk was written, don't you? Uh-uh. Dallas and uh, Jamie Johnson and somebody else were sitting in a bar in Nashville just hanging out. They they, they wasn't hardly 10 people in the bar. But these middle-aged old la- uh, ladies come, <laughs> coming in. They was drunk, just having a good old time, just you know, just dancing to themselves, three or four old middle-aged ladies, and and uh, and they they were just kind of cutting up with each other. You know you know how guys are yeah. when we get together. He's Man, we, we need to write that little lyric down. <laughs> so they and they were drunk too. They were drinking a good bit. So I they, bet they were. And they were, you know, they were just hanging out after a show or after a session, whatever. So they wrote some lyrics down, and uh, didn't think nothing about it. The next day, one of them pulled that little lyric napkin, yeah. na- literally a napkin, out of his pocket and said, "Said, man, we might can make a song out of this." You know, so they made it becomes kind of a, number one. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's how that one happened. I hate yeah. people. I don't hate people. Uh, I envy people that are that talented mu- musically songwriters because it's like, oh, I'm just going to get drunk and I'm going to write this down. And then the next day, it's like, oh, damn, I forgot I even did this. Number one hit. Man, I, I, I've worked, you know, with my little studio. I, I don't have a big studio, but um, I work with some really cool people. And, you know, it's uh, having a studio in our area, is, man, it's tough. It's almost like business suicide, you know. But it, 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 And I'm finding out, which... I'm doing something different than music, but I want to get into all of us doing music together. But it it, it is. It's because people around here, I think they kind of laugh at you. This is a tough area. I think that they're like, why are they doing this? This isn't... This isn't where you do this, and they don't realize it. Like Muscle Shoals was in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, like music. You don't have to be in Nashville, in Memphis, or somewhere to create great music. All it takes is is one song or one artist to kind of get the ball rolling. Yep, and that's exactly. I'm same thing. Uh, I'm under the belief, and I know people get tired of hearing me say this. I think every songwriter has one unique great song in them if they're a good songwriter. And it's because everybody leads a different life. If they'll put their heart, their life on pen and paper, that they'll write one hell of a song. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them try to fit that mold. Yeah. Um, and we've got so many just so talented people in our area that can't afford to go to Nashville. They can't afford, you know, to go back and forth. Some of them are young and they're yeah. scared, and they should be scared of Nashville because it's just it's not a fair place. Well, the, 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 some of the pitfalls of Nashville, there are still a lot of folks up there that know a lot of folks. I mean, yes. Nashville's not that big of a town. I mean, you can go out in a restaurant and see Keith Urban eating, eating at a restaurant with his wife, what's her, the Australian actress, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that uncommon to see that kind of thing. So it's kind of like I've had buddies that lived out in L.A. in Beverly Hills, and it's the same thing. They, you could be walking along, see, you know, whoever, yeah. actor, uh, Kevin Spacey, whoever, just walking in the street or shopping in a store. It's not, not that big of a deal in certain places. Down here in the middle of nowhere, like where we're at, it's it's a whole different ballgame, so it's a different mindset, right? But, you know, uh, it's it's easier to connect when you're in the middle of everything. And I think that's part of the problem with the, the, the music industry is that 
all these guys they get in this little circle firing squad and you know it, uh, I, well, maybe that's not the best analogy but it's it, they all just throw ideas off each other and it, it starts rolling and it may not be the best idea but that's what they're well, doing it's what I, they got i know? think that there's too many people now that are trying to fit into that mold and even when they think they have a good idea the first thing they think of is will this get played on country radio now and i think yeah. that deters a lot of that stuff well, it's not about the artistry anymore. It's about the dollar. It is. And That's why it's not called the record business anymore. It's the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, but, see, that's what I want to do here, though. I want to develop that here with artists here to where you got to know your role. There's some people, and you've seen it probably more than anybody around here, there's people that probably want you to record a demo or an EP for them. And mm-hmm. then they come in, and you're like, there's not enough fucking auto-tune. whoever told you 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 could sing needs to have their ears checked like but they could be a good songwriter they could be good at something else they could be a good guitarist and this is going to be a place and with all of us to where we take those people and we put them together Mm -hmm. and we hope that some magic happens between them because you are a middleman just like I'm a middleman in a way to where we get to meet people that the artist might not necessarily know. But yep. that's like the first time uh, I met you, you brought David McMahon. Mm-hmm. I like the hell out of that guy. He's young. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought when I saw him and he started singing, I was like, I need to sit him down with Megan Fowler or Corey Spires. I need to have him sit down, or even Laura Marie. I did one with her yesterday, or the other day. You know, I recorded her in my living room about 15 she, years we ago. Talked about you. <laughs> we, we, we talked about you. We talked about you. I hadn't caught that podcast yet. But. Yeah, we, we talked about you. Um, but, yeah, so putting these folks together is going to be like our own muscle shoulder. It's going to be like our own little Nashville mm-hmm. because there's, man, there's, there's so many people that are just wicked talented around mm-hmm. here that, that need yeah. to be put together. And one of the challenges of our area, and you know this as well as I do, is just venues, man. It's like, you know, if you go get, see a good show, you almost have to drive at least an hour sometimes. You're, yeah, you're in, I mean, you're in McRae. So, so you, it's you two have, hours, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's, it's so it's, it's almost a, a cultural mindset kind of thing where it's like. Well, you're not used to it. And people, the the local folks that don't know any, any other routes, they're like, well, I either go to Nashville or I just play. Kerrigan's or play Ernie's and Vade or wherever, yeah. which are which I've played all of them. I mean, they're great friends. I, I love the owners of Ernie's, great folks, you know. Yeah. But places like that, I mean, they are what they are. But if you're going to be a real artist and have a sustainable career, you got to kind of figure out how to do it beyond that, you know. Yeah, and I think some of them around here, they just, like you said, it's a mindset. They don't realize how talented they are, or it's the opposite effect. And it's their friends and their family boosting them up because they've never heard real artistry. Right, yeah. And and then that's when they you get these people that go out and you're like, how are you playing here? And like, it, I've seen some bad, seen some folks fall flat on their mm-hmm. face, and it's very disheartening. I did an unsigned artist thing down in Uvalda a couple of years ago when I was a bearded bastard, and uh, I took on like twenty acts, maybe fifteen. And we did some prizes that night. And, like, the first one, uh, we gave a couple hundred dollars to a second. We gave some free stuff, too. And uh, you had these guys, these folks that got up on stage, and they go to play. And you're amazed by some of them. And you're like, okay. You know, there's two or three that were there that ended up at some point in time, <laughs> the award show you just went to. 
they've been nominees for it, and they didn't have a following. They didn't have anything. Then that's that was not really their first thing they've done, but it, it was a lot of people they were in front of for like probably really the first time. And then you had some that got up there, and it's like. I, you need to kick your mama's ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> quit yeah. listening to mama and daddy. You, yeah. you know, and I, I don't mean to, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings of that stuff, but mm. this is the, besides for sports, and sports might even be less than this, the most competitive business in the world to me. Wanting to be an artist, a yeah. musician is hard. Well, you're, you're, to do it and make a living, you're, you're blending creativity and business. And that's, yeah. that, that is just not a good boy. I'm thing. finding out. I, I mean, oh my god, I'm finding out right now. Uh, I, I've never wanted to be the front man of anything, really. Yeah. I, I'm just, I just love music. I, I've always been the guy that backed up everybody else or helped them, you know, arrange or manage band, whatever, you know. And, and so I've never, I've never wanted to be that front guy that got the attention. I, I just, I mean, I'm just, I, I do what I do. I enjoy who I am and what I do. And I mean, but it, I could see where if you were. If you're trying to be an artist, how frustrating and how daunting that could be because of all the things that you have to do to at least get a little momentum going, and then you're trying to build off that momentum. So it, it's almost like you're playing the stock market blindly you in, are. in a way. Uh, I can only I know what it's like for me. Now I am one of those folks. I am good with being in front, or I'm good at being a partner. It does not bother me. I I'm, I am me either way. Uh, being in the front sometimes is hard. That's why I refused. I've had. Uh, a lot of folks want to know how come I only do like podcasts now with guests. I don't want to work by myself. Like I don't want to sit here and put a camera just in front of me. Mm-hmm. I want that back and forth. Mm-hmm. I want it to where, you know, me and you feed off each other because I feel like creativity thrives off of creativity. Oh, yeah. If you're in a situation where you're not around creative people, you're not going to come up with anything. Well, you know, it, I mean, some of the best creative stuff has happened either – one or two two people or more or group yeah. situation, you know. And you know, you use a term. I mean if if I'm sitting trying to make music myself, it's 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 like musical masturbation. It's like yeah, it that is. ain't no fun. It's always better for some somebody Absolutely. else, you know. <laughs> I've so. never heard that. That's good. That's good. Uh so probably to get back on track here, which I like where we was going with that anyway, but a little bit more about you before we get into some other stuff. Uh like in your twenties and thirties, were were you in any bands or anything that Kind of made a name for themselves. Well, being starting off as a trumpet player, I mean, I was I was a pretty dang good trumpet player, but, and, but I don't know, man. Uh, I, I always tried a few doors. I always figured, okay, maybe the blues rock or the jazz thing. Uh, you know, when I was younger, a dream job would have been playing a, a really nice jazz club four or five nights a week. I mean, well, you, just... you, you said a while ago too, and you're the first person that I've had in here that even knows what it is. But you've played Grants and Macon. Uh, open mic. I, I had never played. I, I haven't played love in a group. But, Grants. Yeah. You know they just got bought out and they're going to remodel it. Right? I hate whoever the fuck's doing that. I think they're going to try to keep it original. Because, I mean, it's just a historic place. I mean, if they screw with it, they. It's they, the only historical bar and make they yeah. they ruin that place. Now, did the bathrooms need to be done there? Redone there? <laughs> Hell yes. It was made for people <laughs> four ten <laughs> yeah. to, to walk into. But besides that, uh, if they take any of those names off the wall, if they change any of that. Stuff on the walls. Well, the cool thing, sad. the cool thing about making right now, there's kind of a resurgence of some of the old music stuff. And Capricorn's fr- back and making. I, I was in there the other day. Um, a, a band I'm tracking. Uh, well, actually, Bodine and the Poachers. They track there. They wanted to go there for a day and just do their thing. And but they're they're like an Americana bluegrass kind of indie kind of thing. They got a great thing going on. 
so they they went and tracked there and they wanted me to mix it so i just went and hung out in the control room and it was really cool there, there is a great vibe there um, see that's i would really want to get hooked up there's somebody there that we know now i can't say as to how good their actual tracking is now you know yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've, only, I've only met the engineer one time um and the tracks that i got i mean they were okay i ain't, I ain't gonna say they were great tracks but yeah but you know i'm it, they were doing a different thing though. They were trying to track everybody at one time as an acoustic group, and sometimes you run Ooh. into some technical. You you can run into some technical difficulties doing that. So uh, I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would do an acoustic group live. Well, they they kind of wanted to do the whole concept of live at Capricorn kind of thing, you know. So uh, and and they got some good tracks. I'm not I'm not putting it down, uh, but it, sometimes it's harder to mix stuff like that. I uh, bet it is. So, uh, but it's it's actually a pretty good project. They got good songs and and uh, are they it, from here? They're from uh, the Tifton area. Yeah. They, they they play down in Steenhatchee, Florida, and some places down I'll that way. I have to check them out. I like, I like bluegrass a lot. They're they're kind of a, I mean, it's kind of a modern Americana, basically. I like. See, I'm, I'm big into Sturgill and Tyler and yeah. Zach Bryan and all them. That's kind of the vibe yeah. that they mainly give off. Uh, the front guy, Brandon Frock, Brandon Fox, he's a really cool guy. He's he's funny as hell. You, you'd like him. Well, you had you had to get him yeah. in. He put some funny funny stuff up on Facebook, man. <laughs> and that's where that's a great uh, segue, Chuck. Yeah. You just that's a great segue. Um, I didn't get to know you probably till the last couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just ran, I mean, you've probably been in the same place a hundred times and just damn didn't know each other. Uh, but, uh, I don't know what kind of places you hang at. <laughs> the fun ones. <laughs> I've been, I've been in some PG places, but I've been in some places you wouldn't tell anybody you went to either. I have occasionally, but. Oh, I just, hey, before I, we segue, I, we almost need another beer, don't we? Oh, we can get another beer. Uh, so y'all can just hold on a damn minute. <laughs> we, got, we got it right here next to Josh. He's, he's guarding the door. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I know where that thing stays right there. Uh, cheers, sir. Um, Gracie, yes. You're very welcome. Uh, but one of the things, and you have enough uh, knowledge of it, is uh, everything going on right now in our country. I've been wanting to talk to someone on here so bad that actually knows what they're talking about. Because I read a lot. Uh, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I was wrong about something with Harris the other day, and I had to go back and delete a post because I was 100% wrong. And um, Well, that's the thing. I mean, if I'm wrong about something, I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not going to – now, my personal conviction and from what I see, I think – all this uh, fraud is going to get overturned, just based on what I see. Now, I, I could be wrong, but, you know, some of the stuff that I've seen. I hope that it does. That That's my thing. I don't think there's a win here for anybody. That That's what I'm more worried about as far as from the American citizen, citizen's point of view, is if Biden wins, we're screwed. If Trump, if they overturn everything, I think it is civil disrest. And I think that the, I think that it's hell for a little while. Well, it's yet to be seen. Um, the, you know, if, if you read some of the the stuff that you that will never be shown on regular media, there's you, nothing getting shown on regular media right now worth the shit. I mean, it, it's it's all the same stuff. You can you can go from one thing. I mean, I, I see guys they'll post headlines from different sources, and the headlines will all be exactly the same. Yeah. And all major media corporations are owned by five different. Well, have you seen uh, have I mean, you seen Newsmax yet? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Newsmax is what I'm watching now. I'm not watching anything else besides that one now. 
well, you know, bless her heart, my mom, she, she's got Fox on all the time. And I'm like, well, maybe that's fine, but don't just watch Fox. Fox. is owned by a Democrat. Don't, don't, but don't just watch one thing. You know, try oh, to you watch. Can't, you can't. Yeah. You have to yeah. on election night. I was surfing back between MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, mm-hmm. because if you watch all three of them, you're liable to get a little bit of the truth by yeah, putting puzzle yeah. pieces together. What pisses me off when I, I make a post on Facebook or something that may not be leftist enough for some people, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, well, you just watch Fox News. I'm, I've been, I haven't watched Fox News of my own initiative in years. It's, I just I quit. I had to quit watching it. I mean, if it's, if it's, on, if it's on the TV, I'll watch it, or if it's some somebody that I feel is actually talking logical, I'll watch that. But, Tucker or Carlson. Uh, you know, but I don't just I I don't watch Fox News to be watching Fox News. I don't watch CNN to be watching CNN. I I try to gain a little bit of information from everywhere, and that's the problem with a lot of people in this country. They just they just take what they hear the first as, time and oh, as gospel. Yeah, is it? That's what they do. They fail to look into it. The comment that I made about Harris, um, and looking back at it, it makes sense. Uh, but I was told over and over and over again, and read on it, and then heard it from enough people. But they were getting the same disinformation that I was getting. That even if Biden won, and he's not going to last all four years, there ain't no way she's going to end up being president at some point in time. That I was told that she couldn't be president because both of her parents were not born up here. She was an American citizen, but she couldn't be. I was wrong. There's only three qualifications to be president, and I didn't know that. Um, so anybody said that to, I was wrong. She wasn't from Kenya. No, no, not kidding. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Obama joke. We hadn't had an Obama joke yet on here. Man, so she was one, one from one of the new seven, you know, the 57 states. Yeah. Man, she, uh, I just, it blows my mind with her, though. You have all these people that are from the urban communities, African Americans, that are just so excited if she becomes president. They don't realize that she has sent more yeah. African Americans to jail for nonviolent offenses than anybody in the history. I know, of, man. I know. It makes no sense. But she's got the the look. Man, four years ago she was identifying as Indian though, right? I know, I know. first first uh, first Asian Indian. Or something. Yeah, it was it was something it was something weird. Yeah, it, but also too, the people that are sheep in this country are never going to look into it. They're going to take what the media tells them. They're going to take what Facebook tells them. And after yesterday... They're going to believe what they associate with. Yes. Whether or not it's true or not. So they don't, don't want to read into it. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the sad part is it's like, if if, I, if, if you can prove to me that something that I believe is wrong, I'll yeah. change my mind. I'm the same way. Uh, same but, way. Um, but it's just so sad that people just believe what they want to believe, whether it's true or not. They I think they, it's convenient for them to believe it. I, well, th- I think that's what it's I think. It's think all it's, emotional. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, I had my mind blown recently. I was told by one of my friends to watch uh, the QAnon stuff. And I, I've always liked conspiracy theories and everything like that. But yeah, I got so uncomfortable watching that that I understood by the time it was over why people don't want to believe or they only want to believe what they see from the mainstream media is because it makes sense to them. It's comfortable. When your mind, when you just are getting your brain just all messed yeah. up. Let me, pre- let me present this scenario to you, all right? Um, I, every little town probably has their child abuser, right? You could, yeah. probably, you could probably pull it up. and then, you know. I oh, yeah, I did, I, I did after that. Right, right. Um, all right. Well, it happens on that level. Who's to say it doesn't happen at the higher level? I mean, I see it has to. 
it, 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 because those people have power. They can pay, yeah. pay the judges off or pay pay whatever off and get away with all this crazy stuff that that we oh. that we don't like to think that they actually do. Yeah, but they're just people. That's the thing. They're gonna make mistakes, but they have the power to cover up their mistakes. To where somebody around here or whatever, if they screw up, they're gonna be prosecuted and everything like they they should be. But they don't have that power. They don't have that get that get out of jail free card like some of these folks, like a Clinton has. Bill Clinton, there's no way in hell if a everyday guy has done everything that Bill Clinton has done, he wouldn't be locked the hell up or some old man or husband done shot his ass. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of deep stuff we could talk about. I, I remember uh, reading an interview about Mena, Arkansas, a little spot in the road. Uh, in Arkansas, where they, they used to fly up all the cocaine from Columbia, I mean, yeah, it, you know, it, and I think even Tom Cruise played played a mo- yeah, movie that recently where good. he was yeah. the pilot. It's right? American made, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, it, so it kind of had to do with that. But that's where he was flying in and out of mostly, right? So it's, but you know, during the time, Clinton was the governor, governor of Arkansas, and you know, if it depended on how conspiracy theory minded you are, he was being groomed to be one of the next presidents, you know. Uh, I mean, how many how many friggin' rape out accusations did he a have? A lot. And how many times did he get in trouble? A uh, none. He uh, was. Yeah. My my thing is, if that would have happened to someone else, I don't know what his approval rate. Because I was young then, like I was born in eighty seven. His approval rating before all that happened had to be out out of this world. Had to be out of this world. Because if it had been Trump or if it had been Bush, they would have been put on a cross and nailed to it the next day. Well, we don't. We didn't have quite the vast expanse of media. Oh, uh, you're, you're you're right, dude. We are you're, so you're right. we are so constantly fed. All you can't this get stuff, out of it. You know, you, you can't get out of it. I mean, it, it, one of the worst things, in my opinion, to ever happen to the country was twenty four seven media. Yes, because uh, they always had to have a story. I mean, they always it, have to have a story. It's not about truth. It's about ratings. It is. You know, I mean, they, they could tell you what you, what you again, they could tell you what they think you want to hear to get their ratings up. Well, that's why the election's so screwed up right now, too, because the mainstream media has got so used to calling the races before they happen because they want to be the one that predicts it first. Mm-hmm. That They all jump the gun on every little thing and should have never never called Biden or Trump or whatever until every state I think had the, issued it. I think the AP, um, the Associated Press, called it for Biden. I think they were the first. And then after that, the, all the news markets were waiting for Fox to call it because Fox yeah. are the conservative ones. you know. And But they're even they're starting to fall away. I mean, it's, if you if you look at it from, like, the way they present stuff, you know. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're all market-driven, too. I mean, they catered yeah. to conservatives just like... MSNBC caters to far less. I mean, it's it's all it's all part of the game, but the thing is, it's like okay, well somebody called it, but it's really not the press's job to call it. It's really the, the states who are going to throw their electoral college votes that way. So, yeah. so when that happens, then then that's the, the legit official thing. But if there's all this stuff tied up in courts and there's legit evidence that oh there was fraud here, yeah. then you know there, it's gonna it's either gonna go to the Supreme Court. Like yeah, I've heard, you know, we we we've yeah. kind of we've kind of discussed this, or uh, I've heard you talk about it. Or uh, if it was just absolute fraud, I don't know if they can how they're going to do it. Well, I don't know if they're going to throw it out go, or revoke. If you go by what it says, every state has a deadline, and it is where all every state has to send their representatives or something to a convention in December. Mm. 
if we do not have a deciding winner by then, every state it is put in front of their rep, like their house representatives. Mm-hmm. That house representative gets to pick their electoral votes to give to the to whoever they want it to give. Mm-hmm. So like right now with uh, Michigan, mm-hmm. Michigan is the one that they're talking about. It might be screwing up because there's so much reported fraud. They're having so many problems with it. They're thinking about just going and doing it what the Constitution or what the state, whatever it is, says. And it's where there's going to come down to a handful of people that get to give these electoral votes for the whole state away. Yeah. Well, part of, one of the things I heard uh, this morning, and, and I get a lot of, uh, I don't know how I got it, uh, tied into all these uh, little side uh, connections and stuff, but uh, somebody sent me a video this morning of this guy and I mean he was an average guy wearing a ball cap and said hey look my buddy that works in the government he, he sent me this he said here's what's happening as of this morning um, you sent it to me and I, I, and I hadn't looked at it yet I remember you sent it to me I sent it basically it was all about the Dominion thing how yeah. the servers are in Germany how they weren't secure how you had like thousands, thousands of thousands of votes that flipped just overnight it's Nancy like, Pelosi's husband is literally I cannot remember if he's the owner or if he's just on the board. Because I've heard both different ones today. How does Nancy Pelosi's anything get to be on the board of our election? That's, that just shows how rigged it was. That's why with all the people who don't get it, that's why Trump's putting up such a fight. I believe that everybody's wrong. And if it comes down to where Trump has actually lost, he'll be very peaceful about it. He'll walk away because I believe he, he's doing what he thinks America you know, needs. He's been the know, first president that's actually been for America and forever. Every every conservative I know, we we all want a fair election. Yeah, that's it. If, he, I mean, if you lose, you lose. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, it, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's the way our country's set up. It's the way it should be set up, and it's the way it should be operated. If it, it should be fair. Yeah. If the people want to vote an, an asshole, that's 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 they get their they get what they want. Yeah. You know, and the rest of us just have to kind of make do but I mean that's that's the process we're set up for and I think it's a great process I yeah. you know I mean I, I don't, people that are wanting to change that those are those are the I do not think that our elections will ever be the same again I think this is the last one where every one of us get to vote I it, think that in it there should I, be a process I mean if I heard it today there's all right we can do so many things from our phone so many things I understand that some people might be able to manipulate a text message or whatever, but they manipulated our votes, if that's the truth. Yeah. Why not just everybody have a chance within a two- or three-hour period to send in, go to a certain website, and vote? And you can only do it from whatever one time. Or however it would be. I, well, I, I have no idea how you would do it. Unfortunately, it, hackers are good. Oh, I yeah. mean, they're everywhere. And, and, you know, but, yes. it, I mean, if you're hacking... The, I, I, what I would like for it to the, be the only real way is for everybody to vote I in mean, person, in person, and and one representative from left and right watch everybody, and then, and then somebody neutral. Yeah, I mean that's the only way to do to I, legit. I think what I would like to happen going forward, I think that you have to be either in the military or a public servant, a police officer, a firefighter, or someone. If and I, I would give up my right to vote for this. I think that it has to be someone who serves and protects this country. Your votes are the only ones from now on that matter. I agree with that. I mean, yeah. that's just, you've got so many yeah. people that don't see, 
I have heard this argument from so many folks, and it pisses me off so bad. Somebody will ask, hey, how come you voted uh, for Biden? I didn't want Trump to win. No, no, why did you vote for Biden? I didn't want Trump to win. You don't realize who you're voting for. This man has been in politics for almost 50 years. He has passed crime bills that he, has sent urban that has destroyed urban communities is, and families. Has, he is on video doing quid pro quo, whatever they call it. I mean, it, to, to, he called them super to, predators. No. It's on video where he's in the house or whatever, and he calls him super but, predators. But yet, if Trump calls him thirteen members, you know, rapists and murderers, always it's also racist, the, racist, but, that, racist. but that's who owns the media. That's the narrative that they're putting out. Yeah, that's what a joke it is. Yeah, I mean, Trump. Uh, it's, it's true. Uh, uh, there's a meme floating around that says if Trump cured cancer, the Dems would blame him for putting doctors out of work. Exactly, and it's the truth. What what folks just do not get is, I break it down to everybody like this. I do not care who the president is. Has your community, has your home life been better in the past four years compared to the previous eight? If you say it was better in the past four years, regardless of your beliefs of Donald Trump, shit rolls downhill. Yep. He has made your community better, <laughs> your life better. You might not like him. Well, I'll, but give, I'll give this example. My, my dad's company, he's been in business since 1976. And, uh, I mean, his taxes went down drastically after Trump got in. And, a lot, you know, I think they repealed the, the tax fine if you didn't have Obamacare. I mean, why would, you, why would you get fined if you can't have health care? You can't afford it in the first place. Yeah, It's like... Oh, well, it makes it was a it was a money making scheme. Uh, I like to watch a lot of documentaries, and there's a whole documentary about just that whole process, and it's a, it's a joke. It is literally a joke. And people who don't, you know, a lot of people like to, you know, say I'm overboard with the conspiracy theories. I like to say I'm far right and everything. I'm probably more liberal. Are independent than a lot of people realize. I actually would describe myself as a libertarian with conservative, yeah, see, conservative and liberal viewpoints. Yeah, I mean, see, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I'm I'm not going to vote for Trump because he's a Republican. I'm going to vote for Trump because I think he's the right person for the job. Right now, you, I you, also you, am the one. You want a gardener in a war, or, or you're in a exactly garden. Yeah. That, is, that that's that perfect example. I was one of the ones that I wanted Ben Carson. To like get ben the Carson. nomination a couple years ago instead of Trump. I like Alan West, Ben Carson. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it ain't about, uh, I mean, it, it, at one at a certain level it's about character, but at a certain level it's about core beliefs or what you represent, you know, and, and just, I mean, good God, Ben Carson was a brain surgeon. I, exactly. Brilliant. He came, had, he came up from the ghetto. He had nothing. His family was on welfare. How many brothers and sisters you have? It was a single parent home. Yeah. I mean, he overcame. I have you a, want people like that leading you. Yes. I have a girl that works for me. Uh, she's not from the South, and she uh, she voted for Biden. I don't have a problem with her voting for Biden because they're to each their own. Yeah. But I, when I asked her why, she gave me uh, a couple things. She was like, uh, Trump, is uh, he wants to take away abortion. Uh, there's a couple things that Trump wants to do. And I told her, I said, look, you get a pen and paper. You write down Trump positives. You write down Biden positives. Mm-hmm. And I said, you write them down and you see which one adds up more in the other column. I said, you are taking two things mm-hmm. that you don't like about Trump and 
That's it. You're you're taking away how he's going to make sure that your taxes go down. He's going to make sure all these things that your quality of life is better. You cannot let I, I disagree with a lot of shit that Trump says. Oh yeah, he says hey, some stuff. I'm like, he, really? <laughs> no, there, there's Come some on, things. There are some things, and it's the stuff that he puts out there, usually on social media. You know, you know, he misspells some things on purpose. Q. Oh, I love, I love yeah. it. I'm so glad you know this shit. But it makes sense. It makes sense if you know that everybody is going to censor you. If you know that every single person is going to censor you. Even Twitter or whatever, and we saw it yesterday with Zuckerberg and everybody else being, uh, and whatever, I don't know if interrogate is the right word, yeah. but whatever it is, they're censoring certain people. I found out today, before you got here, did not know this. If you're listening, go check your Facebook settings. If you haven't been getting as many likes or as views or whatever on your stuff and you are pro-Trump, they have added privacy settings on your Facebook did not tell anybody they added these privacy settings, but they have changed some of your stuff. I'm used to getting X amount of things for, for certain mm-hmm. stuff. And like I posted something about giving away a thousand dollars yesterday with a, the podcast. And um it got two likes and no shares. And I was like, That's what the hell? Like what what is this? And then I started a Facebook Live. It had zero viewers. Zero viewers all three times I did it. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, there's something wrong here. Let me go check my privacy settings. I haven't even seen anything that you did. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Nobody has. But that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It's they, Facebook and everything else, are they have their algorithms or whatever, and they're censoring certain people right now. You've got AOC saying that there should be a list for people who are are pro-conservative because they, I mean, and their ideology is that we are the the bad guys. You know, it's like to to the extreme left. You know, we're just hardworking guys that won't, you know, believe in the Constitution. But yeah. to, the, to the far left, we're the bad guys because yeah. we're trying to uphold some semblance of medi- like a, just a good medium of the road operating well, it, system. It's we are the ones that remember that this was supposed to be our country, that it was founded for us, for us to run it. Mm-hmm. You have people that are not strong-willed and strong-minded enough to make their own well, decisions. Well, they grew up in cities where everything is so... It's almost like these major cities are so big, and there's so much welfare, so much. I don't, it's 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 a it's a weird dichotomy of, of all right, we're not our own, we're not individuals anymore, we're part of a collective. So well, you have the collective versus the individual ideals. Well, to get back to the conspiracy stuff with that, if you want people to always vote for you, you make them dependent on you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's what they've done. They have made generations. They have took Biden. Just to do it as an example. Biden has took the father out of so many inner city homes. Well, when you do that, then you have the mother raising. The mother then has to rely on the government. Well, the mother is going to pass that down to the child most of the time. So the child is going to see, hey, this guy's trying to take away our welfare, our our, our government uh, help and everything. I don't need to vote for this guy. I want to vote for the one that has made my life comfortable. They're making votes. They're literally. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a the the thing that I notice about people and even educated people. I know this young guy at UGA right now. He has gone so far left. It's 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 just not logical. And I bless his heart. I am, I'm not going to say his name, but it's like, dude, you need to slow down. Just because you came out of small town, 
South Georgia and went to UGA, and now you think you're this educated. It's like you, you need I, to you need to come back to reality. Here's the thing. It's like I'll go ahead. I, I, no, 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 that's fine. No, that's fine. I like where he's going at because you know who when well, you do, but the listener might not. You know who makes up like I think it's like seventy percent of Antifa and Black Lives Matter movement. It's young white kids. It's young white kids. Yeah. Because when they get to college, it's not because the stuff makes sense. It's what's cool now. And then it is them being intimidated by other people into thinking it. Do I believe that Black Lives Matter? Yes, I believe all lives matter. But I, I do not like the but Black you can't Lives say Matter that. movement. But you, well, you can't say that because now you're racist. You know? I don't like say I'm a racist. I also, yeah. for anybody that doesn't know it, uh, I don't like the Confederate flag. I understand why individuals don't like it. Oh, dude, I, w- I was in a Southern rock band that, that fell apart last year. Yeah. I had a hundred grand investor money. We had, did did the album, did the videos, yeah. everything. Did two full videos. We were ready to go, man. We could have walked in any any door anywhere. Yeah. And and but the funny thing was the lead guy who happened to find the investor money. Yeah. He was bless his heart. He was just I, I'm not even gonna get, go to into him, but. <laughs> this guy's like, all right, when we make it big, I'm putting the Confederate flag on my mock stand. By God, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Yeah. You it's can't. Like, I mean, like, I mean, the, it's, the, it's just the, the attitude. Just the attitude of it. It's like the people who fly that flag for actual heritage. I am a hundred percent fine with. Yeah. Don't have a problem with it. Same but way. understand, you have to explain why you fly that flag in a way. Yeah. That makes sense to an individual that has seen that symbol as a symbol of hate yeah. their entire lives. Yeah. And, I, and I had that conversation recently. You know, uh, I mean, I've you, you've probably got maybe elderly family members that grew up in a time where there was a certain train of thought. Oh yeah, my, uh, and it's hard for yeah. them to get out of that train of thought. You know, my I've, t- I've talked about it several times. My, my eighty-plus year old grandma, bless her heart, she's got some weird ideas that I don't like and I don't agree with. She yeah. was she was raised that way. It's hard for her to change her mind, you know, because you you live 40, 50 years of your life thinking a certain way. It, it unfortunately well, me, it becomes ingrained in you. It's all you ever know. It's it, it's like my thing with religion. Uh, I'm a Christian, and uh, but Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. But my thing with religion is is if I would have been born in the Middle East. And that's all I would have ever been around. I think eventually I would have found God because I believe he is the only true God. But I would have been a Muslim because that was your environment. Right. Until I found real, when I, until I found Jesus Christ. I think it's the same thing with the culture that you're raised in. It's all you ever know until something smacks you in the face and says, no, you're not wrong for believing in what you believed in your whole life because that's what you've known, but that's not the right way. Well, there, there's a proper way to just just be a loving person. I mean, you know, Jesus was compassionate to everybody. Yeah. You know, even the worst of sinners. So, you know, there's a, there is a way to treat people. There's a way to interact with people. There's a way to talk to people. I, you know, I'm not going to talk to the drunk jerk out in the in the street corner trying to start a fight the same way I'm talking to you now. There's, yeah. there's you got every situation is different, so you have to treat everything differently. Religion, unfortunately, to me, religion is kind of man's way of trying to describe God. I mean, yeah, yeah. See, I don't, I don't do organized religion. I do, I believe that it's your own personal relationship with God. God knows me. I know that's the know. important part. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I know my purpose in this world. He has shown it to me time and time again. I don't have to defend myself to anybody about my beliefs with it because that's that. Yeah, if you know, I, I was, with me, it's music. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what I'm blessed with. I love it. I enjoy it. I, and I've. You know, it's it's where I'm, it's the direction I'm going. It's the direction I want to go. You know, 
um, everything else is kind of just it's just a part of who you are at times when you when you you know when you came to a, a revelation of whatever revelation you found in your life that became that suddenly it, it's it's like okay this this was my identity but maybe it just now it's just kind of opened up and you kind of started to realize it you know yeah that's part of it you know I, I'll tell you and like until recently and like I said it a while ago and I, I wanted to wrap it back around to it and the religion aspect of it is the perfect way to do it is the Q9 stuff. I got my mind blown watching that stuff. and But my thing with all of it was I like how they tell you to investigate the stuff. How they put the knowledge out there. Of, now, there's some of the stuff I don't. Yeah, there's I, some I, stuff. I, I don't. Like the time travel stuff, I have a hard time believing the time travel stuff. But, yeah, some of it's out there. Now there but I tell you what, I, and I th- think I sent you a video link about a month ago. This one dude did a, did an assessment of when Trump was elected. Yeah. This guy did an assessment of why Trump went to Saudi Arabia, why he went to Japan, why he went there, why he went there. And he had photo and video evidence of just body language, just things that he was doing that is considered uncouth or, or improper. Yeah. But w- but when the guy explained why he was doing all this stuff, it made perfect sense. It's really? Like, yeah. I'm going to have to go back and find that video. Uh, they had to relink it because they, they uh, I think they... Well, isn't that just funny? Isn't that the weirdest thing of it all? Every time something like that comes out, yeah. it gets dis like they take it off, they they wipe, they wash it. They don't want you to see it. That makes me think the stuff is more real than I already thought yeah. it. Because it's like if you are trying to, cause I, I want to believe to the bottom of my heart that we live in a free country. But I don't think we do anymore, especially yeah. after this election. There's no such thing as. Full freedom. Yeah, I mean, like I mean it's, chaos. Society would be chaos. Yeah, you, know? you can't. That's what I was explaining yeah. to somebody the other day. The stuff in Portland, Oregon, where they end up blocking off a couple city blocks, and Mayor gave it to them and said, "Fine, start your own society." What did it last a week yeah, before they started murdering? Again? You have to have lawmakers. You have to have law. You have to have yeah. people. Otherwise, because you know what the the sad thing about all of this. We're animals. I don't. We're human beings, but we are animals. We are savages by nature. Or if you look at it from the Christian standpoint, we all have the sin nature. Yeah, you know, we're exactly. Just, we're, we're selfish. We're going to do what we want to do or what we feel we need to do to survive. I mean, it's just that selfish side of it. But as a society, there needs to be a general semblance of of just peace and logic. I mean, I, agree I, I, I use this example with, with the whole anti-gun, pro-gun crowd, right? It's like school shootings. Nobody want nobody wants that. Mm-mm. Nobody, you know, except unless you're psychotic and and you yeah. need need to be put away. All right. So the pro, the pro gun crowd wants more guns, more protection. The anti gun crowd wants to just do away with guns. But They're they, dumbasses, though. Yeah, but they both want the same thing. They want safe schools, want yeah. safe society. So the the problem is not the guns. The problem is coming together and figuring out how to do it properly, and just you know working at it together as a society. So it, it's you know at some point we've got to figure out how to get all this stuff together and just. See, I think what we do, and it's con- it, it contradicts everybody else. Well, not completely everybody else. I think you give every. I think you relax gun laws. I think I, I if agree. you relax them, and everywhere you go, there is an there's a chance that that person might have a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have deaths. I mean, you're gonna have deaths regardless. You got them now, but. I don't think as many people walk into banks and try to rob them. I don't think somebody walks into a school if they know the principal, the teacher, the guard at the front is all packing. I think it's the opposite because right now drugs are illegal. 
are mm. the size in fucking Oregon where you can get heroin and everything. Well, decriminalize. But bad guys and people who don't care about the law are still going to get yeah. these things. The people, regardless, the people doing the most heinous crimes. There's you're not gonna stop them. Yeah, I mean they're gonna figure out some way to do what they want to do. So you give more good guys more firepower, and yeah. it stops them. Or implement the right things. I mean, yeah. if it, we there there are things in society that there there are slight inconveniences with some things, you know. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm kind of well. I mean, I'll get in this direction. The, the the face mask thing. It's like, do they really work? I I, I don't think they do. I I don't, I don't think they work as good as people that believe in them think they do. You know, I I think it is just. I think it is a ploy. I think this whole election, I think Corona, I think it's a real disease. But well, I they've been that, talking about it for a few years now. I mean, I think this whole thing was they knew that there was not a chance in hell of Trump losing. I think that they knew that. I think this was a devised plan from the Democrats to get Trump out of office. I think they were like, okay, we're going to civil disobedience, civil disrest. We are going to keep people locked up in their house. The shit with George Floyd happened. And, and that shouldn't have happened. Uh, and it set people off. And then the mask thing. And yeah. everybody's being cooped up. They made it to where they literally get to see who follows them. Like, I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, you know, it's, I, I think this was a setup. Dude, with the, with the way technology is, like the, the, the fake faces, the fake speeches, and the yeah. fake, I mean, you know, I mean, you think about all the CGI that's out there oh, and, yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, there. You really, I mean, you really have to be careful what you're watching because you don't know if it's real or fake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they can put dinosaurs on a screen and it's like, man, that looks That's real. That looks re- it looks real, you know. Yeah. We, we don't know who they might be copying, what they might be doing. I mean, I, that's that's real kind of deep yeah. conspiracy theory stuff. No, no, but I'm, it's, I'm it's reality. Because they've been tricking us forever. I mean, this, this goes back forever. Like, somehow they even made African Americans forget that Democrats were the ones who started slavery. Uh, it, are, are they're the ones that didn't want it in. Like, they forget that until, what, when would, when did it turn, uh, it flip-flop from Democrat to Republican? I don't know, but that's the big argument. Well, the Republicans are just the old Democrats. No, the Democrats were the ones that did the majority of the damage. Yeah, I, think it was, I think it was like kind of after JFK. Because yeah. I think JFK shook everybody up, and I think that, he, I think he would have been, without a doubt, the greatest president we had. I think he was the first one that came along and was like, which that we could go real deep into the. Oh no, that's, I'm fine with that because I, I, <laughs> I want it to be him. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I want that dude in the fedora to be JFK Jr. so bad. But I'm also like at the point now too. It's like if he's gonna reveal himself, doesn't this seem like the time to go ahead and do it? It depends on. How, I mean, we think in terms. We think in terms of like um, American culture. Yeah. I think this is bigger. I think it's worldwide. I do too. It, this has to be. Um, you know, if, if the corruption is that deep, and you know, you got all these old Ukrainian oil companies and all this other corrupt money and corrupt politicians that have ties all over the world. I mean, it's bigger than just America. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, and I, I'm not a I'm not a deep state politician. I don't I don't know the ins and outs. I can only make assessments of what I've seen and little things that I that I that I have seen that were leaked. You know, so, but uh, if they're going to take down the deep status, it can't be just America. I mean, it's got to be so, know, many, so many other I, I, things. Absolutely. See, I, I think Snowden's in on it. I think that Snowden is a big part of it. 
And I think that's why he hasn't been arrested. And Assange, yeah. I, th- I think that there Have are... Have you ever seen the picture of Assange and Trump's dad? Or was it Trump's no, granddad? No, I haven't seen that. Dude, they look a lot. Oh, no, no, no. I know you're talking about. It's, it's not Trump's dad. It's Trump's uncle. Maybe. They look a lot. It's Trump's like, uncle. Yeah. I know you're talking yeah. about now. Yeah, I mean, they could pet if if that picture yes, was I know, us, I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, they could almost be twins. I I think that with a lot of this, I think you're right. I think it would have to be where it was deep seated in a lot of other places. Um, I just don't know. Like, I think that's why Trump tried to make make peace with even uh, Korea. I, well, I think there's yeah. I think there's so many underlying things. Well, for so long, and you know, but I also think Russia's on our side. I think I think that the bunch of the shit with Russia. I think mm-hmm. Putin and I think Trump are boys, and I think that he knows that he's gonna catch shit. Yeah. I think they're together. I, I I tend to lean that way myself. You know, do you see when uh, Putin handed off the soccer ball to Trump? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all symbolism. Symbolism. There is so much symbolism, and I and now that when you learn to, what to look for, you're like, oh yeah, holy I'm telling sh- you. This, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, it's so many things. I was just watching today. Is it not? Okay. If you want to see something in real time, the dude that we're talking about, if you have not watched the Q9 stuff, watch it. It's the Fall of Cabal. Uh, and there's there's a whole lot more to it than that. But Fall of Cabal gets you to this, the path of it. JFK Jr. supposedly died or whatever, but he did the magazine and all that stuff. Uh, I saw today, he, the guy who they think is JFK Jr., he, they wrecked his ass. The car that he was in gets wrecked. Have you seen it yet? No, I didn't see that. Oh, no. It got wrecked yesterday. Uh-huh. Why he's in it. Mm. I'll, I'll show you. It got wrecked yesterday. Of all cars, of all Trump vehicles. In what? In D.C.? Was it in D.C.? I don't It was wherever they was at yesterday. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was... But uh, it got wrecked yesterday. Sorry, I didn't hear that. I didn't and... I'll show you the pictures while we're sitting here. It got wrecked yesterday. And then he goes and he makes uh, a video or whatever about them raising money, which I, I don't understand why they're still raising money for. I know it's to help the states with the recounts and everything to pay for it, mm-hmm. but it seems like Trump could just pay for that. I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure why they're still raising money for it, but... um. Well, I mean, I get a lot of requests. The, the sad thing, uh, you don't know who's sending those sometimes, so I'm... I'm I mean, crap, I get emails all the time. Donate to the Trump fund. Well, 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 well who's running the fund? That's what uh, I want to know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, the fact that this vehicle got wrecked yesterday. That is odd. Oh, and right now, mm-hmm. at this point in time. It's, it's almost like. It's, it's, it, it, they're making stuff. The thing in, of the QAnon stuff, when it says, uh, what is it? When things, when so many things keep happening it goes from being a coincidence to reality or whatever it is yeah. there you can't these things just can't keep happening i know i know i've got some leftist friends who they refuse to even observe or look into the q stuff they're like oh that's just crazy that you know, it's because somebody told them it's crazy uh, it's like just do a little homework it you know it will probably open your eyes a little bit probably more than you want to see I'm telling you my mind was blown dude and don't get me wrong I mean there's some stuff that's a little out there I don't believe the, everything that comes down the pipe but, yeah. there's, but there's some stuff that is just too too solid you know uh, the, the the time travel stuff is where it kind of gets me um, I'll never forget I, I was uh, you go ahead. when I was uh, 
gosh, I guess when the internet first came around, for some reason I got into the, you know, I, I, I guess buddies of mine or whoever I had links with, they get into the conspiracy stuff, and I, so I started. I, There's interesting stuff, you know. I'm I'm open-minded guy. I'm one of these guys. I'm I'm open-minded enough uh, to to at least conceive or perceive anything, but not so open-minded that my brains fall out, right? Yeah. So uh, that's me. So I, I'll I'll at least contemplate anything because I like being knowledgeable. I like to to, to research stuff. But for whatever reason, man, I've been in for, gosh, 15-plus years or so, just it, certain things pop up on my feed or certain friends get linked to me on either Yahoo user group or what, back in the day before MySpace or MySpace or now it's Facebook or whatever. It's like these things just kind of keep coming around in my circle. And I'm like, and and then I will maybe hear some weird YouTube interview of some, some woman that was molested by... I, and I won't say any names because I don't want to get weird and essay censored. But just say a former vice president, uh, and they said, "Oh, he's got," and she would say, "Like he's got this really big package, and he used to scare some of the kids." Okay, and like a couple of days later, I happened to see a picture of this dude sitting down, and you can tell the way he was sitting. Yeah. The dude had a big package. I'm like, "Whoa, this is weird." No, there, there's so many stuff. I literally is Google's probably scrubbed it. There is so weird with some of the stuff, how it comes about. And I, I, I just think that something life-changing is fixing to happen. I don't know what it is, but it seems like, with especially the way 2020 has gone, that this is a boiling point. And I, like, I don't know if I believe in the time travel stuff. I, I can't, I, I think that one day it's probably achievable but I don't know if we're there yet. And with the stuff that the George Magazine had for 2020, the stuff that is happening now, and just the way things are going down, we've, we've got a whole whole 70 million people, or however many, that have been snowed. They've just been, they've just been lied to, and they refuse to look at what's actually in front of their eyes. I, I don't know that it's that many people. Honestly. Well, no, no, I was, the voters are probably, yeah. half of them's not even alive, but um, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's fixing to happen. I tell you, just just for the record, I, I had a dream a while, not too long ago. I dreamed that Caroline was made public, and after that, JFK Jr. And just in case it happens, that's, I had it. Caroline's dream. wife came out as she was still alive. That was that was the dream I had. I don't know if it's true or not. We'll see. Uh, I think I think there's something there, dude. I've had yeah. dream, I've had the rare dream that occasionally would come true. The first, I'm, but, I'm weird. Say that's funny that you say that. I'm extremely weird. It's almost deja vu. Yeah. I'll have these moments to where something happens. It's never anything big. It's yeah. always something real little. But it's like I've been here before. When I was a teenager, the first time I ever saw Bill Clinton on TV, didn't, yeah. know, didn't know who he was. Something inside me said that's going to be the next president. May it happen. So he's a he's an evil evil son of a bitch. Man, there's so much corruption. So many drugs came through Arkansas back in the, C- the CIA running days, and and I don't. I just know this because of stuff I view. It's not because I have insider yeah. information. I mean, it's just. I know. I listen to uh, which they say if you're uh, if you're ever in the CIA, you're never out of the CIA. <laughs> and I listen to a lot of stuff with what they say is former CIA agents, mm. and hearing them break stuff down that they have done to keep our country the way that they've kept our country. I mean, it, it makes so much shit make sense when you sit there and think about it. World Trade Center. There's no way. When Build, I was building seven, yeah. When I was 
12 years old. Okay, I was born in 87. So, yeah, I'm like 14 years old when that happens. 13, 14. I was geared up, and I know what it did to me. It made me want to go join the military right then and kill Osama bin Laden or whoever did it, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I know if it made me feel that way, it made every other guy feel that way that was that age. And we yeah. didn't realize that it was for something else. Speaking of, you know there there's some reports coming out now that it wasn't Osama bin Laden that was shot and killed. It was his double. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mm. it's probably not two or three months ago that yeah. I heard that. That one, that kind, that one kind of fell away, didn't it? That he, well, that's what they all do. Fucking Biden's laptop. Are, how in the hell? And then it's, it's, just, it's just the media. How is Hunter Biden's laptop not the main story two weeks before the election? Snorting coke off his niece. It's like, how old is she? Falling, 14? As, falling asleep with a crack pipe in his damn mouth. And, and what it, it, did you see the one picture where it's supposedly some the the Chinese chick that played um, or maybe Japanese? I'm sorry, don't be, be politically correct, but whoever it was that played Mulan in the Disney live film. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, she was supposedly hanging out with him and doing weird stuff. And also, and and there was also a picture. I think it looked like Lady Gaga in the background smoking crack. Well, you've seen the stuff with Lady Gaga the past couple oh, weeks, right? Well, the symbology with all her stuff. It's it's she like she just did the weirdest video. For, uh, yeah. It was right before the election. It was her kind of dressed in camouflage or whatever. No, it's it's going on now. It's in Georgia, I think. It's either it's either what's going on right now, them trying to get people to push towards uh, Osman or whatever the hell his name. I can't ever say his name right. Um, to make Osterman. 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 Osterman yeah. And uh, and everything. But she's in camouflage. She's standing in front of an F one fifty with a lift kit on it. She opens the beer, takes two or three swallows out of it, slams it on the ground. She's some New Jersey little It's tip. so weird. There's but you know what I, I I like how shit goes around the rappers and stuff, when they found out that Biden was gonna take sixty two percent of their taxes. All of, it, all of yeah, a sudden all, all, yeah. all of a sudden they're like no, no, nah, nah, you ain't you ain't taking my money. Mm-hmm. You you ain't doing all this, and I did. I just feel like really, there's people that have way more knowledge of this stuff than me and you. They yeah. know something's afoot. That is why this is the way it is right now. It's, it, it's a fight. I mean, it's it's almost like we're watching good and evil, though. It, I mean, of course, you know the left is going to say Biden's a good one. But in our mind, the people that you know have faith and just want to work and everything, don't want handouts, that want this to be our country, we want to govern ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like them trying to make every person that votes for Trump a racist. That where's all this stuff? It's just it's, it's weird how hard they're pushing it. When you listen to Trump give speeches to other nations or other groups, like uh, I don't know what's uh, the G summit summit. Yeah. That, that kind of, when he gives speeches like that. It's very succinct, very well spoken. It's very pro American. Said, so "Look, we're, you know, we're America. We're 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 all for freedom. We're all for our process of fairness. We're all, but we're also not gonna be the world's bitch." I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's basically no, what he's but, saying. But that's what I that's think that's why he, that's why he's pulled out of some of these accords, all this yeah. all this stuff. That the rest of the world's just the money's getting sucked out of America, and nobody knows where it's going. It's supposedly for you know, climate change or whatever whatever the big cause is that's popular. And so all this money that's getting sucked out of America, well, who's paying for it? Yeah. I mean, you know. I had a, I heard a story one time 
uh, there was a guy. He was, I think, is it? It was some college. He was like doing a lecture or whatever with a couple more folks, right? And they asked him because he doesn't believe in climate change, and they asked him why. This guy's a billionaire. He's got more money than we I ever saw, dreamed. I saw of. it. I think and, I saw that. And yeah. they they asked him. Is like, why don't you believe in climate change? He's like, let me tell you why. I'm still buying oceanfront property. People like me that have all this money, the ones that are saying, are saying that you know we don't want climate change or let's let's give money to climate change all stuff. They're still buying oceanfront property, and I, I, did, I had no idea where the guy was going with this. But he was like, "We didn't get to where we're at by taking chances that we knew weren't going to pay off." He said, "You have people that are saying that you know." Ocean's going to rise a couple feet or whatever in the next 10, 15 years. Well, why would you buy millions and millions of dollars Billion, worth of property? Billions. billions of dollars worth of yeah. property there. And he's like, that's how I know it's not real. These same people. And the insurance companies wouldn't insure you. Exactly. There's no way. Yeah. that It is people that want you to believe. Where's Obama's house? Yep. Right on the ocean. You have people that are such sheep that they only want to see what they're told. Is our climate going to change? Yes. It's changed several times since the beginning of time. You go through transitions. Mm-hmm. But it's, what, what is it, it used to be called when all the continents were to get connected? Uh, Pangea or something. Yeah, it's something like that. It starts with a P. I couldn't remember what it was. But it went through a change. We're going to have another epic change at some point in time, and I we, hope it's can, just that California we, we can and that whole side of the country falls the hell off the ocean. I'm not going to argue with you. It could be another ice age. I mean, Exactly. Uh, You're going to have... What happened to the ice age to make it disappear? They didn't have an yeah. industrial revolution back then. Now, are we probably like pushing it along a little bit faster? Maybe. Maybe, but not that much. Like this world was made to last. What 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 I just hate is like the fear tactics. It's like oh, that's all it is. It's like, that's, that's all it is. The, uh, the polar ice caps will be melted by the year two thousand twenty. We're gonna or, lose some or polar what bears. What Al Gore said two thousand fifteen. Oh, yeah. It's like he has he is the vice president who is spearheading all this stuff. He should have access to the best information in the world. So he's making predictions that oh well, the ice caps, all the glaciers, all the glaciers will be melted by the year two thousand fifteen. How much money Al Gore has made off of all that shit too? Well, not just that. It's like all his buddies, the, the people in government, and, and we, you know, we could get so deep with this stuff. Yeah. It's like I am, I am libertarian in the fact that I, I'm for liberty, limited government. Yeah, government should regulate the things that they need to regulate, and that's and it. Leave everybody else hell long. It, it's like you're damn right. It's like make sure society is well run, you know, sustainable. And you know, make sure people aren't killing each other. I mean, you know, basic yeah. stuff. But but otherwise, let let commerce happen. Let let, let the markets do what they do. And, but it's gotten so corrupted, and politicians have, and lobbyists and and you know the bigger these big corporations will buy out whoever and just all this. Well, it's just well, see that's why they hate Trump because Trump cut off all the lobbyists. Now there's people in his organization that are still dealing with the lobbyists. Yeah, you but. Know, He's not dealing with any of them directly, and they can't buy him. I think that's why they hate him. I, 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 too, I think that's why all this shit, because I don't think anything really, the stuff with the like, the child pedophile ring and everything, I think there's some truth to it. I don't think that's why they're taking the major stabs at him. I think it's because they know they can't control him, and if something big came along and he didn't want to do it, he wasn't going to sign off on it. I, I think all of it is is about control. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, you know, you look at the history of the world. It's nothing new. You know, you have power players, people trying to do this, people trying to do that. It's nothing new. Oh, yeah, let's pause this. <laughs> this is the best podcast I've done. We're not stopping it. So, y'all hold on. Oh, we're first go- piss we're brace going, on podcast. Well, we're back from our first piss break ever on the show. It, it, it was necessary. Everybody else, we just, you know what we do? We always just end the show. We're like, okay, it's past an hour. That's usually how long oh. somebody can go with their bladder. But, uh, no. We, 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 legit, we could probably just. No, we are. Right, we're, we're running with this. I'm just going to tell you. Chapter that, one, we probably got at least at least another one or two. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This is, we, we're still running. So, I think it's just all that. They're scared of them. And then this younger generation, as you was just saying, you know, they're different. And like you said, every generation has, we're always like, I look at them, I'm still considered a millennial. I don't like that I'm considered a millennial because I have a different way of thinking. But the, let's just say 15 to 25 year olds, Mm -hmm. they're out of their minds. And... I think, though, it is because they have grew up in the age of social media and they have been force-fed their entire... That's why all these votes and everything and these kids now that are supporting Antifa and everything, they're entitled kids already. They're not... You know, you don't see a lot of... Well, it's, av- to me... Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, to me, you know, everybody wants to be a part of a good cause. Yeah. The trick to getting people to believe in your cause is is to make it relatable and cool, you know, yeah. and that's what they've done. I mean, I mean, how could how could any different parts of society with Germany with the Nazis? You know, everybody says, "Oh, you conservatives, you just want a Nazi label." What? 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 The, how, how, how do you get that? It's like, you know, but but it's it's all about presenting an idea, but presenting it in a, in a way that that it captures your youth. Yeah. You know, they say they say that the youth is the future and it is. I mean, the way you shape the ideology. Yeah. I mean, but you know, we you have to present everything. You have you know, if if you're just looking at your world right now with no relation to anything bef- that happened before you, you are really clueless. I mean, you need to understand your history. You need to understand other cultures. You need to understand other parts of the world and understand really how this stuff works if you're going to make legit informed decisions. You don't just go off the handle and say, oh, well, you're a, you're a racist, you're a this, you're a that, without without logically presenting or concluding things based on... But, but even with that, there's always going to be racist. There is white people that hate white people. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be hate. A lot of that's tribalism. Yeah, Tribalism is just simply preference. It's like, okay, I was raised in this area of the the world. I like this area of the world. That doesn't mean I hate this other part of the world. I just don't want to live there. I don't want to. You're not my people. And and that's the thing. There's more. I relate with who I relate with. It does not matter what color they are, what culture they came from. We either connect or we don't. The people that I don't connect with, I don't have nothing to do with. I have nothing to talk to you about. Not that I don't like you. If, yeah. if I seem like I'm an asshole to you, I'm not an asshole. I just why have a conversation with someone that I don't want to speak to? Yeah, it's you could be rich, you could be poor, you could be young, you yeah. could be old. I don't, you, you could be talented, you could not have talent in the world. Yeah, I don't care. Are, are you a good person? Can we relate to something? Yeah. You know, see that that's where with all of this shit right now is. I even I did a video earlier today. Uh, I saw this white kid on TikTok. He's young, and he was talk. He said, uh, uh, 
all you Trump tards and Proud Boys and all this stuff, uh, I bet y'all won't roll up. White kid now. I bet y'all won't roll up to the inner cities with your Trump flags and go hang around these gangsters with their, their gang flags. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? If a gang member said that to me, it might mean something. I said, but this kid is literally trying to get someone else to fight for him because he's scared to fight. He wants someone else to go out there and battle and maybe die for his cause. And it hit me what that was. That is what the Democrats do to our inner city, to our uh, to our urban, to people that we live around. Well, it's, it's almost the mantra of certain leftist ideology. Yeah. They think that, oh, well, the rich guy has to pay for stuff. Well, well, they, well who's rich? The actors and actresses pushing this stuff. Are they going to pay for it? Hell no. No, they're not going to pay George for Soros it. George Soros is going to pay for all <laughs> I wish. Hey George, hey, George, I'm trying to start a record label. You got any money? Shit. You know, but no, it's, it's, it's like... Here's the idea. Here's the ideology. Here's the premise of what we're trying to do. But well, well, we're not going to say who's going to pay for it because you're ultimately going to pay for it. But we don't yeah. want you, we don't want you to know that because you know that's how we roll. Well, you know? well, they don't realize that they're not paying for stuff with money, but they're paying with their actions. Right now, the reason why so many people are voting for someone who wants to have a communist country is because they think they need this person. It is almost another form of slavery. It, it, it is yeah, a mental exactly, slavery. Exactly. It, it's it's people, especially young people, that maybe they're maybe they're from a single parent home yeah. and, and they have that that whole that lacking part of their lives that that they don't know what to fill it with. So they they accept this ideology that oh this is this is the way. It's like religion. Do, do you know who Candace Owens is? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I love oh, Candace yeah, Owens. Yeah. Candace Owens has a thing. Uh, to where she talks about how the fall of the African-American community, she's African-American if you're listening, look her up, Candace Owens, to where the fall of the African-American community is a single-parent home, the mother raising the children, because the father ends up becoming the government, mm-hmm. okay? Well, guess who put those fathers in prison? It was Biden. It was Harris. It was these lawmakers that the, the the drug bills They're back tough. in the eighties were biting. They're tough on petty crimes, and and part of that, and we're, this is a whole other thing, is like the part of it is the prison industrial complex. I mean, it's uh, you know, and bless, uh, gosh, there's good people that are part of. I mean, they they do good jobs working in the prison system. Yeah. One of my former pastors was actually a warden over several of the CCA prisons, which is a privatized prison. They handle like the yeah. illegal aliens and stuff, um, and. Part of that thing in there is, you know, do you run the prisons by the state or do you subcontract out to to a private company, which is what CCA is? They're a private company. They handle that stuff. They handle a lot of the illegal aliens and stuff. And I guess they have resources to where, like, for instance, in McRae, we've got a CCA just down the road in Alamo, Georgia. There's a CCA. I think there's one up near Millen or Waynesboro somewhere. There's a few across the state. Private prisons, right? Uh, what what they do? They handle illegal aliens. So. When my dad, uh, my dad's got some rental properties in our town of McCray, had this big house, and when they first built that prison, they bought up guys from Puerto Rico because they were handling a lot of uh, prisoners that were from Puerto Rico and maybe that area and had, spoke Spanish and whatnot, that, that descent. And uh, so dad would rent this house out to these guys. There were six of them. And they worked in that private prison until they got to a point where they could be accepted as citizens, and then they could bring their families up. So you got these six guys living in this house. 
But the thing is, I mean, it, it is a private prison, so it's for profit. Now, whenever you get into something like that, unless you have a proper board set in place or proper oversight, anytime it's for profit, there's potential for corruption. So that's the thing you really have to kind of try to manage. And I could see where, you know, government <laughs> government oversight, you know, quote, unquote, could could e- just as easily be corrupted because you got politicians wanting to make money. They're wanting to get their cut. They're wanting to do this or wanting to do that. I mean, that's just Lobby- a nature. I mean, th- yeah. th- th- that's where you just define lobbyists for people that don't understand it. It's where they're going to pay to get their stuff passed to where they end up making more money. Yeah. And... Th- and that's where nobody goes into business to lose money. No, no, yeah. no, no. And if you know that you can, there, it's not even illegal. I mean, that, that's the thing. Some of it bribes and everything are, but if you're just scratching someone's back and you're just passing a bill or you're pushing for a bill, well, you know what? This person helped you out before. You're kind of entitled to them. Like, like you owe this to them. And that's where all these politicians are just so screwed because they can't, they're, they're only worried about the people that help them to get to where they're at as far as lobbyists and other people go. Yeah. They forget that they're supposed to be providing a service yeah. for me and you and every American that didn't fund their com- campaigns. In, in, a, in a way, it's a perverted form of representation because these bigger companies that have all these employees, you know, they're, I mean, they're trying to make money as a corporation and they're going to make their money, the owners, of course. And they got employees under them. So, you know, just say Delta, for instance, I mean, yeah. massive company, thousands of employees. You know, I mean, you know, they're going to look out what, for, obviously, for what's best for the overall profit and their employees. You know, so I mean, they're they're a bigger thing. I mean, Walmart. How many people work at Walmart? Well, you, I mean, a million people. I don't know how many, how many people work at Walmart. So there's it's a huge thing. So if if a Walmart lobbyist goes to representatives and say, hey, we need to do this. We need to, we need to kind of make this happen. You know, we, oh, I guarantee yeah. you they're doing that right now anyway because oh, yeah, yeah. Amazon's going to put them completely out of business. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's it's the nature of things. It's always been that way. It's not new. It's, it's the history of the world. You know, people trying to get a leg up, people trying to make more, people trying to control, get power. It, it's just the way it works. But to me, government should be the thing that makes sure that the wheels are, are on right and running like they should, you know. and Yeah, but it quit. It, I think that's how originally it was. And I think that we've had presidents and politicians throughout time that have stood for that. But it always seems funny to me when you have somebody like a JFK, when you have somebody like a MLK, when you have somebody that this people like that push it in the right direction, Trump. Okay? Why, why do you think MLK was shot? I think that he was... I think he was tired of white people, a certain group, making people not. Oh, let me rephrase that because I messed that all up. I think that he knew that white people, a certain group of them, were still enslaving African Americans, but in a different form. I think that he knew from kind of being an insider a little bit, I think that he knew what some of these government officials and everything really thought of the African-American community. And he knew that the only way for them to ever prosper was to work together. Hmm. I, I've, I've got some, uh, my own little theory is that un- another reason they got rid of him was because he was also kind of starting to preach more anti-war stuff, you know. Yeah. And he obviously was, if you go back and listen to some speeches. So I think that it was probably a combination of the yeah. two. You know? I, I think that they knew 
he could end up being – I think he was a force anyway. I think he was sent from God. I know he had some sketchy stories that the womanizing you know, and stuff like that. And you, you, you and I both know the first place he ever spoke was in uh, Dublin. No, I didn't, you know, didn't that. know that. I had no idea. You were a DJ in Dublin. You didn't know that. Uh, uh-uh, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, when he was 14 years old, one of, one of his first speeches he ever gave was at the uh, African Baptist Church there in Dublin. But, but I also tell you, there's a mural there. I didn't know that. I yeah, wasn't saying yeah. I also did not know until probably uh, beginning of this year that he did not die at the hotel where he was shot. That it is reported over and over again that there was people that came in that. Uh, into the the room he was in at the hospital, that they spit in his face. Somebody ended up taking him out of the hospital. Oh, that's I, not not surprising. That's... I did not know any of that, but it's like there's a picture of him, and it's because you didn't know no better. It's because whoever's listening is I didn't know no better, so there's a good chance you didn't know no better. Well, some of the it, stuff you have to really dig. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You can go look it up though. There's a picture of MLK after he was shot in the hospital. Some nurse took the picture. You never ever see that picture because they want you to believe that he was killed there. Are we sure it was a nurse? Yeah. Well, somebody somebody took it there. Somebody I mean, was somebody during that time. Somebody of his influence. It makes you wonder who was following him around. First of all, you know. Oh, he, there was somebody on the inside with. Yeah. There's 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 no way. Yeah. That's like with JFK. Him getting killed, people. We know Bush Senior was in Dallas that day. I mean, he's right there, part of the motorcade. There's, there's who, who ended up being the head of the CIA. How do you fire somebody? JFK, for y'all who do not know this, JFK fired somebody. If you want to see just a cover up without digging into it too much, he fired someone, and then that person that he fired was the person in charge of the Warren Commission that investigated the murder of JFK. How does that? I just got fired from state broadcasting. I'm not putting the person who fired me as my job reference. Or, or it's call this guy. They're gonna give you a good opinion of me. That's not how that works. Yeah. It's 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 so corrupt. But to roll it back around to the Q9 stuff, JFK stated that he knew. That there was so much corruption in this world that he wanted to take it out. And he spoke against secret societies. Yes. Now, now just, just, just think about that for a second. Just, just let's hit the brakes. Secret societies. We're not talking about government agencies. We're talking mm-hmm. about secret societies. He said this. These are his exact you can words. See the videos. These are his exact words. What, what does that mean? Secret societies. We're not talking about like fraternities and little boys clubs. Uh. Uh-uh. What do you think they're doing in these secret societies? What do you think they're involved with? I mean, people just don't stop and ask questions enough. It's like, wait a minute, secret societies. Well, if they're, they're just a bunch of good old boys that get, get together at the, the Moose Lodge and drink a few beers. No, it's, uh-huh. no, it's, it's, I'm sure it's a lot bigger and deeper than that and probably evil as hell, you know? There's something that is so sketchy about so much of it. And, I, I just, I'm a firm believer that there are people that have been throughout time that have found out about it and were so close to it, exposing it. And then all of a sudden, they're gone. If, if you look at all the people that have died in the past five years, eight years or whatever, that are all connected to the same story, mm-hmm. it is mind-blowing. 
Oh, yeah. There's no way that all these people commit suicide. They're, they're, With two bullets. Yeah. Uh, there's no way that people, Oh, crap. I missed the first time. Let's do it the second. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. I don't think there's been a person in history who's done that. I might, there might have been somebody that kind of hurt themselves the first time and had enough strength to do it again, but there's there's this, but people, are, they don't want, it makes them so uncomfortable to think that, oh, my government's lying to me. Oh, my media's lying to me. No, they're not. Like, you have to understand, they're giving you the information that you need, and that's it. You have to do the rest of the research yourself. Well, let's, let's get back to the lobbyist thing. I mean, it's like, okay, if you if you do this favor, okay, well, you, now you owe us a favor. Yeah. Well, if you're in really deep, and you're we're talking life and death stuff, where it's like you you know information that could get you put in jail for life, or me put in jail for life, or me even executed as a traitor. Jeffrey Epstein. You do you think that? Well, I, he might be still, still be alive. I don't know. You think he's still alive? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he might. Be. I, if, I mean, if he it's, ratted, either, it's if he, either they killed him or he is alive somewhere to where he will never ever yeah. see the light of day. And again. that's totally possible. He was never getting on the stand. If if something will happen with old girl, they might have. My my thing is like if if he had that much stuff on so many people. Yep. What what if he just decided to cut a deal? Say, look, I want to live out the last twenty years of my life in peace. Just put me on an island somewhere. I give you everything. Yeah. Who's to say they didn't do that? You know what I mean? See, people. I don't think a lot of folks realize that with the other. What's her name? Do you? Re- it, I mean, think about. It. I mean, I'm not trying to cut you off, no, no, no. but think about it. All right, no cameras, everything, no witnesses. Either he did it, or they shipped him off somewhere, and made yeah. it look like a look, making it look like a suicide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they took his ass out. Either or one. Or they could. took his ass out the back door and they put him somewhere you'll never see him. The the woman that he was with. There's no way she was not in prison the entire time. She turned herself in as soon as that happened. I'll guarantee you. She was under Trump. She was under someone that Trump trusted. She's that's the only reason why she's not dead. She's done put all she had all her shit down somewhere. And I think that's one of the things that but once again, how do you release it without the whole world losing their mind? Well People, that's that's the thing. I, and I, I think about this a bit because if you present something that's so disturbing, people do lose a sense of themselves and a sense of society. I think, excuse me, beer's kicking in. It's okay, mine is too. But I think, <laughs> I, th- I really think that that's why we, a lot of us are looking back and saying, hey, Trump, let's, uh, or look, Barr, let's get this stuff done. Why, aren't, why isn't this happening? They got to do it in a certain fashion or else society that's breaks down. That's what I down. keep telling myself. That is what I keep telling myself is that that's exactly right. If they were to release everything at one time, I know what it was like for me watching that documentary. It blew my shit open to where I saw the... I, I have you, not, you really need to watch that documentary I sent you, man. I'm going to have to. Now. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing tonight. So let's get done with this. I cannot look at the world the same way. I can't look at our country the same way again after that. And I'm just one person. I know how it made me feel. I can only imagine on a country that already is holding on by thin hair right now with everything that's happened this year. There's no right way to release that information. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, I mean you it's have like... To, 
You have to, but then I think what happens, I think World War Three. I, I think there's some bad shit that comes uh, right out of it. The purge. I mean, it's, I, I it's some ugly shit. I, I'm, I'm not thinking that. I, I don't think that's going to happen, and here's why. I think, I, I don't see how Trump is... You know, Trump has some amazing people behind on his yeah. team. He has to have some amazing people on his team to, to just all this stuff that they've been trying to get against him and him. You know, he says he tweets dumb stuff. It's like laser cat or a laser pointer to a cat. It's yeah. like okay, here, go chase that for a while, you dummies. You know, that's the way yeah. I see it. You know, and then he'll misspell things, but certain things were misspelled for a reason. Yeah. If you, if you type like children, you type in misspell children. C H I. What was it? D L. D L. It's something, and the other one's the F. It starts with an F. Um. He misspelled several things, but if you look up what it if meant, if you do a Google search, yeah. like the misspelled word of children, it took you to some potential child selling. I mean, yeah. slave market. I mean, it's duh. Do you, you don't think that was a, that was not a coincidence? That's the on, but when you that's the only thing that was uncensored. He couldn't have went in front of Fox News. He couldn't went in front of none of the rest of the stuff. I I think, and I will think this forever. I think the anonymous, I think the Q in everything. I don't know if the guy walking around is JFK Jr. I think that guy, I think whoever's behind Q, I think JFK's in charge of it, Jr. is in charge of it. And I think that there are people that they absolutely trust that have done it. I think some of these people that have even, they said committed suicide, I think it might be reverse of what you think it is. I think with a lot of like blood print, I think I think they might have said, "Okay, it's time for me to slip off. I'm going to make it look like I'm suicide, so I can go help behind the fucking scenes." Let me tell you an interesting story. All right, I, I know I can't say the guy's name, yeah. but apparently, his bloodline is linked back to the king and queen of England, and half he can trace half of his bloodline, or he can trace his bloodline to at least half of the U.S. prisoners. Yeah. All right. Now, you know. I have no reason not to believe this guy. Yeah. And we're, we're, it's about to get weird in here, okay? I like weird. I like I, weird. I, this is great. I, I have no reason not to believe this guy. I won't say his name. But he shared with me some stories recently. Uh, I knew him from... Uh, I used to go to church. I won't say names and stuff just to you know not give away information. But, but he was sharing with me... He went through a really tough time. He went through some health stuff. He was on like 12 different medications for depression, bipolar, all this other stuff. And he's got some crazy stories. And I have no reason not to believe this guy because we've sat and discussed stuff in detail. All right. Um, you know, we're talking about people disappearing, right? Yeah. And his brother supposedly died recently. He worked at Robbins Air Force Base. Um, and he was just a mechanic, supposedly. Yeah. Well, when he passed away, they gave him a full flyover. Really? You don't... You don't get a flyover unless you... How long was he at Robbins Air Force Base, though? A few years. So not like almost... Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, he not was, like almost retirement time. Yeah, but, but the thing was, he told his brother, he said, look, if, if I happen to disappear, there's a good chance I'm doing something. Yeah. And he told his brother that. He said, I just want you to know, whatever that was, whatever it was, but... If you're a mechanic on on our, uh, you know, at Robbins, you, you just don't get a flyover. Yeah. Unless you real, it's like it's like You'd have purple to be heart at retirement. Of, it, I think it's like I, bigger than purple heart kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I had an uncle. His name his name was David. 
he taught me and my cousin all this extremely weird shit growing up. Uh, he had said several, several times, he was very well off, he had said that he had been in the CIA and then he was in charge of MARTA, or one of the ones in charge of MARTA in Atlanta. And you, know, you know what MARTA stands for? It's the transfer. Oh, I know. <laughs> the acronym for it. Um, but he had said that for the longest time that he was. Well, this is where me and my cousin are still freaked out about it to this day. So we're like 16 when he passes away. Well, he had been sober for 30-something years. He started losing his mind. Like He started making weird phone calls to us in the night. He started teaching us about disinformation. He started teaching us about the thought police. He started teaching us about safe house. Like He went into some weird shit with us. Mm. Well, then this guy, my uncle, all of a sudden one day, he dies from food poisoning. And it was after he had fell off the wagon and was spewing all this stuff. Like, I mean, he was, he had lost it. His mm. cheese has slid off his cracker. Now, whatever made it happen, we don't know to this day. But then all of a sudden, as he's starting to run his mouth about these type of things, he gets food poisoned and dies. Mm. It was always sketchy, dude. It was yeah. it was always super, super sketchy. I, uh, this this dude that I know, and I hate to even talk about it because I don't want to get him in trouble, but he said he's hasn't had any episodes in a year. Yeah. But uh, you know, we've all heard the stories. Now, it's, it's going it's to get really deep. We've all heard the stories of, I mean, there's thousands of people that claim that they've been abducted by aliens, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the, and it's always the yeah, same. I believe in aliens. It's yeah, always yeah. the same story. Their their soul, spirit, whatever, leaves their body. They go up into the craft and, they, you know, scientific experiments. It's always the same story of thousands of people. So, it, I mean, why, you know, I mean, some people obviously probably, maybe they have some kind of psychosis. But when you have thousands and thousands of people relating the same story, well, now this guy's story... The, not, the guy that I know, he's, he's had that happen to him, right? Yeah. But his story is that because he actually can trace his bloodline, that he was a part of all these really weird underground military base experiments. And, you know, he, I mean, in detail, he can tell you things. He can tell you that they put... Uh, and it sounds so weird. It's almost... I mean... I, it, no, no, it, it doesn't to me because I, I believe a bunch of this shit. You know, people people are gonna be listening to this stuff. It's like this guy crazy. I'm just telling you what I was told, and I have no reason not to believe this dude, because right, he was he went from being like extremely anti-Trump, hate this, hate that. Hate. I mean, he flipped on a dime, and I'm like, what happened to this dude? You know, he saw something. Well, yeah. But anyway, he, but he had these stories of where when he was a kid, he he'd have these abduction experiences, and they would take him to these military bases and stuff. And he, he said the only way he could explain it was like, just like thousands of alien experiences where they, you know, take you out of your body, you go up into the craft or whatever, and they take you somewhere else. And he, he said that they would insert him into another body and they would go through these tests, they would go through these military training things. He said he remembers in his mind actually killing people. I mean, just, I mean, with detail. I, and now, is the guy crazy? Is he making all this up? There's I don't, a chance. I, don't, I mean, there's I always a chance, but there's I always a chance know. that he's telling the truth, too. But he went to apply for a job recently. and he, uh, Well, actually, he went to apply for a job when he was, like, 20 years old. Yeah. When they pulled up a Social Security number, it said he had 12 years of military experience. That's weird, that, dude. 
That's weird. Yeah. I mean, there, there's something behind all those because the reason why I can sit here and I can believe that story without getting freaked out is because if you go look up on Facebook, not fairly Facebook, you go look on Google or you really search it, you'll hear a lot of people that have those same encounters. Mm-hmm. Now, am I going to believe every single one of their stories? No. But if you've got so many people, I'm not talking like 10. I'm talking about like 10,000, yeah. 100,000. When so many people have the same story, it becomes believable, even as unbelievable as the story is. Because yeah. these people shouldn't know each other. If you ever find a story, and it's on opposite ends of the world, these people have never met, there's not a chance in hell they should have the same experience in life, mm-hmm. but they have the same weird experience, yeah. there's truth to that. Well, it's like, you know, it's like Bigfoot. There's uh, reports of that, and uh, hell, even you know, a thousand, two thousand years ago, writings of giant men. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, we're not talking like seven foot tall. We're talking about nine, ten foot tall. Yeah. Do you know that? You may not know this. When the colonials were um, settling in the Niagara Falls area, they found a cemetery of about a thousand bodies. The average height was about seven foot, seven foot the skeletons. The average. Yeah. See, that there were different. The, depending on where you were born and depending on your environment, bodies adapt. I'm a Christian. A lot of people don't like to believe in evolution. Evolution doesn't have to be you came from a monkey to where you're at now. Evolution is, hey, uh, I live in Africa. My skin needs to de- develop more dark melatonin or whatever it is to where I don't burn every single day. Yeah. Well, the thing is... Your environment has a change on your body throughout, yeah. throughout the, the, the thing is though, The thing is, though, we're starting to science is, we'll even show some of this is that we adapt way quicker than what they I think we initially did too. thought. I think we did too. I was, I was helping my sister with some of her online biology college courses, and so we were doing this thing on like... Uh, uh, they did this study on eggs and some chicken farm in Sweden. I happened to find this article, and it was cool as hell because I'm like, they did this experiment where they took the chickens in this chicken house in Europe, right? All right, typical chicken house. We got them in South Georgia. You know what? They, they mm-hmm. smell awful. So they took these chickens, put them in another environment, a different chicken house, and they put strobe lights in there and started playing like crazy chaotic metal music, right? And these chickens got to the point where they couldn't even like operate normally. It's like yeah. it's like their, their brains were getting scrambled, all this flashing lights and crazy metal music, right? Well, they took those chickens and put them back in their normal environment, and they went back to normal, right? And the experiments they would do, they would like put them in a maze, and they couldn't like before they could like work the maze, go find the food, no problem, kind of like mice, right? But when they were in that chaotic environment, they couldn't do it, so they put them back in their normal environment. But then they studied their offspring, the, the the eggs that hatched, the chicks that hatched. The chicks they were operated in it, couldn't they? No, they they were they were exhibiting the same characteristics. Ah, the, in the regular the environment. one the ones that were were incubating during the, in that chaotic environment. So that environment affected how the chicks reacted. Now, what does that tell you about biology? It's like we can adapt in the first generation, but but they don't really study that kind of stuff. They don't yeah. really do experiments like that. You well, know, it's, there's no way that we don't adapt. I mean, there, there there's no way. You but, develop an... The easiest way to, to put it into context, somebody, 
If you live in South Georgia, you develop an accent. Yeah. If you go to Louisiana, mm-hmm. you're going to develop an accent. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you can develop other traits to your environment, oh, yeah. you're wrong. But the point behind all that is biologically, science will tell you that, oh, it takes thousands of years for adaptation or millions of years. Maybe whatever. major ones. But but as far as behavioral patterns, yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff, and there's even studies being done now, that DNA. Like, uh, and here, here's a thought that a lot of people don't like to think about, and it can get kind of controversial, but just think about it. You, you know, a baby is being formed in the womb. Yeah. It, it's biologically connected to the mother. Mm-hmm. If the mother feels something or goes through th- something traumatic, what is that baby, what kind, of, what kind of information is being imparted to that DNA of that baby? Yeah, see, I think that's where when people have depression, anxiety, all these other traits, mm-hmm. I think that it comes from things that happened to the mother while they were pregnant. Yeah, well, think about this. I think this. it passes it on. What about people who are sexually confused? They don't know if they're straight or, or, or bi or gay. Or I mean, yeah. maybe they've grabbed on to something that maybe happened to the mother. Maybe something. Maybe the mother wanted a, a little girl so badly that. But maybe but, but it was born a male. Thought of that before. But but that that information, all that stuff, was imparted to the baby, and somewhere deep inside, they can't explain it. I just always feel like I should have been a girl. Or because your mom thought you should have been a girl. I mean, it's, it's biological. I mean, it's, we're not talking about. You know, morality or spirituality. Yeah, we're, no, we're talking, you're right. we're talking right. about something that it could potentially be biological, but nobody wants to. Just, nobody really wants to research this because then it could actually. No, you, know, have, you know why they don't want to research it? Because it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the thing. I've never thought of it from that aspect before, but you're right, and it it makes me uncomfortable. It, yeah. and, and, it and makes me, so much sense. And let me qualify this. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not anti anti gay, anti this, anti that. I'm not I'm saying not, that I at all. Gays, yeah, I love the gays. I love the gays. I love the lesbians, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love them all. I, I got a bunch of gay guys that follow me. They are cool as shit. Uh, but 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 I'm really really talking from a biological standpoint because I've got some great great gay buddies from college and different yeah. things. And it's like you know they're cool as heck. I mean some of them are conservative pro gun. You know, I mean. It's, I mean, we all have our different walks, and, and I don't fault anybody. It's not it's not my place to judge anybody, you know. No, so, we all got our own sins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, from a biological standpoint, it's like so much happens. The, the The fetus grows so fast, and so much information, and so much stuff is happening in the development of the fetus stage. It's like if if the mother goes through something traumatic, well, it's that make, it, but like I said, it makes sense. It, it really does. You're incubating. And you're gonna feel the effects. You're attached. Yeah, I mean, we're, we we evolve. Well, we also adapt. It, but it, as uh, just nature, I mean, we we if if we're being incubated, if we're being formed, and the, the, the our external whatever are, are are causing us to grow a certain way. I mean, yeah, our carrier, our mother, you know, in in the case of of nature, all the things that she feels, reacts to, uh, tra- trauma, whatever. That's going to be imparted, you know. And, and think about it. Like alcoholism or any addiction, it's like it's passed on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's part of the genetic code. And there's there are even studies being shown where how the environment you were raised in can actually switch genetic codes. I mean, you know, there's a lot of research being done in that now, but it's really interesting stuff. I mean, uh, no, I it, I'm going to have to look more in depth to it. Uh, I want to cover one more topic before we get off here because it's one of my favorites. We're going to have to do this again. <laughs> I know we are. This by far, if you're listening to this and you've done a podcast with me, 
Chuck has hit the nail on the head. I've been wanting to do this one right here. We are all going to do this one from now on. This makes me happy. Just just bring some beer, okay? Yeah, that's, all, <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what we're supposed to do. I want to cover aliens before we get off here because every one of my friends in my close circle thinks I'm insane because I believe in aliens. Well, you might think I'm insane when I throw out some ideas. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear those, but let's just do the aliens right now. What is your stand on aliens? Well, that, that's a loaded question. Let's let's go back a little bit. All right. Okay. Uh, j- just say we're both Christians, right? Yeah. We, we both believe in the Bible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we both believe the stories that the Bible tells. Yes. Now, my problem with a lot of uh, religious people is they look at it from a very childlike standpoint. But if you dig into what the Bible's saying, there's some deep stuff. You just got to know how to. It's like it's Interpret like look, it. it's like looking for the signs. You got to yep. know what to look for, right? All right. So. Um, now there are some gray areas that I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure about. Um, you know, were there different race, uh, different types of humans? You know, yeah. like you've probably seen the elongated skulls and stuff. like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, was there another, maybe, maybe a sub alien, subhuman race or an alien race or something came down, and you know, maybe there were more than one uh, terrestrial being here at one time. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe humans are like the third revision of who was here who knows you know well i mean, I look, mean look, look at it though like this and this is why it makes sense is we don't look alike yeah. you know there's different strands if you want to go back to dna or whatever i'm i'm five nine five ten mm-hmm. you've got men walking around and women walking around this world and they're seven feet plus tall now but, if you're looking from the outside looking coloration in, yeah are you from the outside looking in are we the same we're not the same. We might be human beings, but there's something different about us, and it had to come from somewhere. My well, here, here's where I have a problem with evolution. I actually think we're in somewhat of a state of devolution. Um, when you, when you think about things, it's like, and, and here this is where it gets kind of you could get kind of biblical with it. You know, way back in the Bible days, wasn't no problem to marry your first cousin. Yeah. You know, I mean, wasn't no genetic defects, nothing like that. Were the genetics more pure? Have we got gotten polluted as time has progressed? Yeah, I would uh, say so. Yeah, you know, I mean, they even made, you know, it's argumentative that they made laws that only, you know, when you, back when you got married, you had to have a blood test to make sure Yeah, if you had babies, like everything was cool, you know. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and there are certain things that pop up if you do marry too closely to your bloodline, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just science, right? But way back in the day, it wasn't a big deal. So were the genetics more pure? Well, if that's the case, then at the starting point, it had to be the purest. So we're 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 not evolving. We're kind of de evolving from that point genetically. If, if no, no, genetically, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So so anyway, having said that, um, was there a point at where we were created? If you believe the biblical version, we were created. Okay, boom. Here's Adam and Eve, or you know, and, and I, I believe Adam and Eve was just a typeset. It's kind of like electing a president. He's just a representative. Yeah. Of, so Adam and Eve was a representative of what what maybe happened. Um, you know, I, I'm not. I don't think they were the only people on the planet at the time. But I this that's where I get tripped up with that story yeah. is because it would take so long, so long for them to reproduce, then reproduce, then reproduce. Well, well it really doesn't take that long if you do the math. I mean, you could, you could uh, like legit. You pop one out every or every nine months, but then, like 
but as far as their lifespan goes, how yeah. many times can could they have done that? I mean, it's well, easy for him. Well, here's where it gets a little deeper for me. It's like, yeah. okay, what 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 was happening before Adam and Eve? You know, what you know, the American yeah. Indian American Indian culture. There's like, okay, we're there are like five appointed times. See, I, I think that's the thing about faith, though. Is I don't think I'm supposed to understand, and I think that the story of all of it is too big. What right, I get, yeah. pi- what I get pissed off with people is when they, when somebody like wants to say something about the dinosaur or something like that, and it's like, no, this is fact. You're you're wanting to yeah, say that dinosaurs didn't exist because of your religion. You can't say that. But then you have reports from cultures from like in France in the 1500s there there's a there was a, a a report of a knight killing a dinosaur yeah. or a dragon as they called it back then that, see that's they what I dragons. think they called them that, but that's what I think it was I think that exactly yeah. what you said is but to go back to your original point with all of it about the interpretations of those stories like in the Bible and other stuff and with dinosaurs and, and medieval culture and everything <laughs> Would it not make sense that with those stories, and there being so many of them, accounts of it, to where it was probably the last of the dinosaurs? It, oh, yeah. it, it was, pro- but I don't even think all dinosaurs are gone. I I think that there's so much of the ocean that's not discovered. Oh yeah, I actually, I, I agree with you there. Think about think about this, dude. Uh, there have been missionaries that reported seeing animals in the jungles of the Congo that you never res- that, res- that resemble that were exact representation of the dinosaur. They couldn't take pictures because they're 500 miles in the jungle, yeah. right? All right, And there are tribes that have ex- described, what is it, the deciduous, the the big ones with the long necks and stuff. Uh, only, yeah, I know you're talking about. Only they, don't, they can't grow as big anymore because our atmosphere is different than yeah. pre-flood, right? So... Uh, so anyway, there's the there are there are actual eyewitness accounts of those things. Now think about the Congo, the jungle in Africa, the Congo is as big as the continental United States. Yeah, and dense. There is no telling what dense. There's you no telling what's you, in there. No, no, you'll never ever know all the creatures that that, yeah. st- that still live here. That there there's no way in hell when you still have tribes. We're living 2020. Mm-hmm. When you still have tribes that have never seen a city, that have never seen a car. Never seen a white person. Never seen a white person. Do you, if people can make it that way, mm. you don't think animals can? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, we got fish that were supposed to be extinct getting caught every, every year or two or so. Yeah, and They I mean, screw up and they go in the wrong place. That's like, I mean, but you know, all the reports of dinosaurs, the carvings they're finding on statues and stuff, it's like, well, I don't see how that could be anything else. I mean, that's got to be uh, whatever. I mean, it's you know that's kind of dinosaur. It's like oh, but they were just using their imagination. They weren't really around then. No, no, no. You only paint what you see. You go to all right. If you go by what a lot of people think, and it kind of goes against what you said about us like devolving. Uh, people then would have been simple, right? Like they would have been simple-minded creatures, right? So they wouldn't have had an imagination. They would have only drawn what they saw. That's like some of the stuff, because I'd originally asked you about aliens. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, we yeah, got way yeah, off. We yeah, got yeah, way yeah. off. But when I originally asked you about aliens, that really brings it back around to the drawings. There's some stuff that are drawn in different parts of this world that these people were simple. Mm-hmm. They would not have just made this up. And there definitely Weird. wouldn't have been somebody... Yeah. 
a hundred thousand miles away from you on another continent. Strange picture, but this man, it's like yeah, th- there's no way. And carvings too. It's like, well, I, I I know how difficult it is for grown ass men today to build a house. You're mm-hmm. with real tools. You're telling me with like the pyramids and stuff that there wasn't something else. Oh, it was a tomb. They 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 moved a mi- over a million blocks that were uh, over two tons each to make a tomb. Yeah, whatever. No, no, there's something under them. Why don't my uh. If I would, if I had all the money in the world, if I had all the money in the world, and I could do whatever I wanted to, that'd be one of the first things I did is deconstruct the pyramids. I'd build it right next to it. I would deconstruct it and put it exactly how I found it next to it because there's something there. There's, well, it's got to be something interconnected. I mean, there's pyramids all over the world. You know, there there's slowly uh, guys that are doing research. Like you, you've seen the Bosnian pyramid. Uh uh-uh. uh Well, it's a mountain shaped exactly like a pyramid only twice as big as the one in Egypt really it's called the Bosnian pyramid and there's actually stone steps at the base of the mountain and a couple of caves going into it that's that's a weird one you need to look that up oh shit we'll talk about that next time oh yeah yeah we're going to end this one uh, dude I appreciate it this is what I've been waiting on I love everybody else has done one so far but uh, like me and you's on the same we're on the same place here that's we're, scary we're, that's really yeah, scary it's, it is it is it is uh, the next one that we do um, in a couple weeks. You know Lee Tucker? I know Lee. Uh, Lee is my best friend. He believes in all the same shit that many believe. Oh, He's going to be down here. We need a lot of beer. Not the, oh, we will. <laughs> I'll bring whiskey, beer, whatever uh, we need. Can I sleep on the couch? Yes, you can stay right here. It's not this week, but it's next week that he'll be down here. You have to come back. We will do this with him and the three of us. We'll go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. We will get weird, and uh, it'll be great, man. I I I'm, I don't have a problem going down rabbit holes. I mean, you can, as long as you can crawl back out of them, man. I, I'm doing my best. <laughs> it was perfect. Dude, there's, so, there's so much stuff we could talk about. We 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 hardly even we, touched on music, man. I know this is the first one I haven't done in music, and all the ones I've done lately have been about music. Yeah. So this is perfect. Well, man, I appreciate it, and uh, until next time, man, I, I can't wait to see yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Cool. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. Catch y'all next time.